0: all right we good um so we're back again with another edition of America's Favorite Game Show guess what's in Wes's cup you know
1: I feel like in recent weeks I've actually uh I've underestimated you you know I've, I've been you know putting all this all this third shelf of liquor on you and I feel like you know you have progressed in your years and you know, it, it's wrong of me to to just assume that, you know, you you big whole veto never change. So for this week's edition of what does Wes have in his cup,
0: I am going to go with some type of Ciroc. <laughs> no, um, you uh. were right uh, in your previous little assessment of third shelf liquor, but it's not really sure <laughs> third shelf liquor. Um, It's a barefoot uh white sangria. Wow.
1: Well, I that's not even third shelf. That's like uh sheets liquor.
0: Hey man. That's summer man. S- Summer's coming. Word we're, we're to the Starks. <laughs> so so prepare myself with the sangrias and and light wines. And um uh, and I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you man to man um in front of nobody so nobody cares. This shit is hitting, bro. It is. It is uh it's going.
1: I'm not going to. Uh, no cat. I'm a little ashamed of you right now, bro.
0: I'm I mean, a sangria ass nigga dog. My pop made some probably like probably like 3 summers ago for the first time and ever since then, man. I mean, listen, sangria slaps, but it's got to be legit
1: sangria. We talking barefoot, nigga. I yeah. mean, that's the that's the I've been drinking quantities though. That's like the the Mr. Hero's canned cheese. A wine,
0: <laughs> yo. Don't disrespect Don't respect them for like that. Man. Come on, man. They, they do too much for the community for you to me uh, like that. And, I, and I've and I've had, a, had quite quite a good amount. I've switched to switched to water to start the podcast. Um, um, yo, know, usually
1: smoking weed on the intro, but this time you drink water. Um man
0: lighter lighter flick lighter flick
1: and the the brazy thing is like i i haven't been fried on the intro in what seems like months um i feel like yeah i feel like i've forgotten who i am and i need to get back in my fucking bag so uh next podcast i think i might just have to come through on my bojack uh drinky crow shit and i might just have to pass out in the middle of this bitch just just to prove that Damn,
0: I still got it. So let the niggas know, man. Don't, 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 yeah, you gotta, you gotta, sometimes you gotta, like, uh, for you, you, we, I consider us great podcasters. And when you're great at something, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to be great all the time. Facts. But if there's some times where you haven't, where you've been had a couple down, down uh, situations, sometimes you gotta put your foot on niggas' necks and let niggas know who you are, what you stand for. So so, so come on, man, pass out. Do some, uh, do some LSD. Ooh,
1: LSD. I'm not gonna lie, man. Like, some of that shit seems. It seems intriguing. Like I I don't really see too many situations in my washed life in which I'm like, ah, you know what? LSD <laughs> LSD sounds pretty good today. But <laughs> I mean, if if you out there living like that, man, like, hey,
0: you know, hey, as long as
1: you're in a safe environment, you ain't about to kill yourself or whatever, hey man, shh, go for it. Oh.
0: Hey, that's that's my attitude. Do what you need to do, as long as it's not like meth or bath salts or some shit like that.
1: Oh no, no, we don't. Or heroin.
0: Don't don't do heroin. No, I mean,
1: nah, no, no, not the dog food, not the dog. I've food. heard I've
0: heard heard about dog food. I've heard stories about dog food. I couldn't try it myself. I ain't got the heart for it. But <laughs>
1: nah, no, no, we no, we'd uh, we'd have to we'd have a problem. I have to pull up on you in uh, in God's Hollow if if I hear uh, your guts is hurting. All right, we not <laughs> Damn this. If this is any indication of how this episode going uh, gonna devolve, then <laughs> this bitch might get a little hey, rough. Man. Um this is what hey, happens man. with episode uh deuce, deuce two, t- Rick Ross 222 Beware, two twenty two, two, two of Beware of Beware the Motherfucking Ales. Um it is your boys, uh Uptown Ace Boogie and Ain't That Wes. Go ahead, follow us on the socials. Yeah, this uh this this drug talks got me uh Got my blood boiling. Got Good me, boy. you know. Got me, got me ready. You feel me? We got yeah. a lot. We got a lot of shit to cover. Um, you know, after taking a couple of weeks off to uh, celebrate, absolutely nothing. Um,
0: yeah, we, we got like I said, talking about greatness. You got to bask in your own success sometimes. Rest on no your fact. laurels. <laughs> hey,
1: listen, always rest on your laurels. All right, go ahead, and make a hammock out of them shits and enjoy them while you can. Um, we have taken the last few weeks off and uh the name of self care that we don't deserve um and i absolutely feel great about that so um i don't feel bad for making any of you guys wait but i'm glad you're still here fuck you're you still guys. listening <laughs> fuck you still, guys.
0: Uh, fuck you guys i mean i rock with you but uh new slogan also, no, n- new slogan show.
1: fuck you guys
0: fuck you guys beware
1: the L's. fuck you guys um uh, i think i think that might that might take us really far um but no in all honesty thank you thank you for coming back episode after episode after episode and kicking it with your boys. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it, – these is the weeks that I like because this, this is not a week where I would say, like, it's been a lot of major, major, like, life-changing events that have happened. But it's a week that we've had enough little events um, to contribute to the culture that um, it makes the conversation really, really, really – stimulating you feel me like like i feel like sometimes when you get these big these big shits like i don't know if you know something happens or you know somebody drops an album well i guess somebody did drop an album um uh, but you know sometimes shit happens and this is kind of like all right everybody kind of got similar opinions because i mean the the masses are sheep. you feel me uh niggas can't think for themselves actually i'm yep. I'm, I'm gonna get into that later uh might, might be for my L's of the week but like Ooh. when you get these little topics that you think people not paying attention to, that's when the wild takes come out. And that's the type of shit that I like. That's when you get, um, not just, not just niggas, but, uh, women wilding on Twitter talking about, uh, G Herbo's baby mama deserved to get her ass beat by him. Yeah. That's when the wild takes come yeah, out. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So quiet times, uh, can quickly turn into turned up times. Uh, when there's not a lot going on and people can really just sit and express their opinions and stuff. It's, uh,
1: yeah. And, and, and you come to find out in these situations that a lot of people, I'll say the majority of people are dumb asses.
0: Um, oh, easily. Every, everybody's, everybody's is stupid. Everybody doesn't know what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it's rare when you come across people who are actually learned and, and right. knowledgeable about what's going on. That was going on. It's, uh, it's a, sad, yeah, it's nah. really a sad world we live in, to be honest.
1: No, 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 no it is. Uh, to keep it uh, a Um sometimes you look at shit going on and just it may be little shit like and I mean, not little shit, but it may be just everyday things like, you know, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral catching on fire. Not saying that's an everyday thing, but people caring more about, um, you know, a church and, you know, obviously churches are very important, but a church on the other side of the world that doesn't need our money, they care more about that than, you know, Flint. You feel me? That um, yeah. you know, I care more about that than you know, uh, black kids getting killed every day. You know that shit, and we will, we will definitely get into that um, very quickly. But um, it's a fucked up world. You feel me? Like it's it's it, it really it, it really ain't no way around it. Like you know, we love to laugh and joke about this shit because sometimes you gotta you gotta laugh through the pain. But in all honesty, uh, you gotta protect your that because people. It's not always I think when we say dangerous ideas and dangerous concepts the first thing that pops to your mind is violence is is you know racism police brutality you know sexual assault things like that and while those things are absolutely horrible without a doubt sometimes man it's the it's, it's more the 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 ideologies and the concepts and it's it's the emotional and the mental uh toxicity behind a lot of these things than it even is Physical issues, and that's where you know racism becomes compounded and becomes all of that other stuff, or that's when toxic masculinity becomes compounded and turns into sexual assaults and a lot of these other things. So, um, as people, you know, because hey, I know we just said fuck y'all a minute ago, but um, you know, we we like to we pride ourselves on the fact that we have an intelligent audience. You know, we not. You know, we not making for a sure. podcast. You know, for um, you know, niggas that don't
0: drink water. You feel me? We not. <laughs> we oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. This is a uh, yeah. We definitely uh, we definitely touch on some things, getting some topics that that are that are uh, too deep. You have to have a certain uh <laughs> level of knowledge to understand. Yes. Us and Jake. Yes. Cole. The only difference um, is we so don't put to sleep. Ha.
1: Um. Nah. Shot. Jake. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Jacob. Cole. Jacob, Cole me, lately. um, but uh, yeah. yeah, we don't make music. I mean, we don't make uh, shoot, we need to need to start making that. music. I got I got <laughs>
0: bars, so whenever you want to get this mixtape <laughs> popping, we can go.
1: Uh, we don't we don't make this podcast for you know people who say that all you gotta do is strap up twice to prevent STDs. Okay, we don't.
0: She can't get, she can't get pregnant if, if she's on top. Because of gravity.
1: Because of fucking gravity. This is not all your right. podcast. <laughs> we yeah, th- this ain't it. So you know, like while we like to we like to bring the heat, you know, we also like to bring the nuance. You feel me? We like to bring the intelligence. We like to motherfucking start goddamn conversation. Just like we mentioned earlier, all the combos we've been seeing, we want to start the motherfucking dialogue. We are Charles Barkley. I would like oh. to see it. Okay, so. In terms of dialogue, again, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. But culturally, culturally, there's been absolutely no bigger event this week than the season eight premiere of Game of Thrones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drop, that <shit. laughs> Drop that shit. Drop that shit. So, you know. We got London on the trail. Yo, what if London did the intro? For- we need to get some <laughs> black producers to do scores, to score TV shows. Uh,
1: Trying to get a Mike Will made it. The on Hawaii
0: 5 I need I need Weezy doing um Chicago Fire. Oh my,
1: man! I I, I can imagine just all the Chicago niggas doing different intros for all the Chicago shows. You got well, not Herbo now, but you got, you, a, got God, you got you oh got Chance yeah. doing one. You got Sosa doing one. Um, you know that's a great idea. I'm, I'm gonna store that store that bitch in the bank. But um, GOT, um man, I think I I might have. We touched on it briefly during our GOT pod, which is still getting um, very good feedback from about a month ago. But, bruh, I think this is the most, like, we we are we living through something. Like, we are living through a cultural event. And you kind of can't, when you're in it, you kind of can't fully grasp, like, how big it is. But when you look back and they do documentaries on, you know, the 2010s, you know, in a few years, game of thrones is going to be the one tv show that everybody remembers one one of one nothing after nothing after it no deja vu just me and my oh um and it's just significant and it brings you know it's one of those things it brings people together it, it like it like it you know it kind of it kind of transcends you know party lines racial lines it doesn't even really matter what type of tv or what type of entertainment you're into everybody fucks with game of thrones and if you don't and if you don't fuck with game of thrones then i don't fuck with you facts right so (laughs) period
0: especially like as someone who has just recently uh been turned on to game of thrones i can see it kind of in in the conversations and stuff on twitter like every every time i'm on twitter um even before the season premiered i'm at least seeing something some some somewhere talking about game of thrones and then like when the show's on it's literally taking over the timeline completely um i'm Is seeing it? when i'm on when i'm on the internet i'm seeing links to articles about game of thrones uh fuck i'm on leash report beach report got a fucking game of game of zone series and Ugh. shit cartoon series it's a whole bunch of uh game of thrones really just permeated the culture and like you said it's going to be one of the one of the things that stands the test of time when you think about uh this era and um i think it deserves it man them niggas be putting a putting a foot in the uh in the cgis and whatnot storytelling
1: facts man um it's a it's a you know we're not gonna um you know you know get get too crazy on the premise of the show obviously we've talked about it but um this is you know so well written um so much so much nuance so much attention to detail i mean the sets are beautiful um the costumes the casting you talk about a damn near perfect show from from top to bottom um and, and and how it was built and what it has become it deserves to be what it is is it ain't one of them uh yeah i watch game of thrones and i don't know what the fuck y'all niggas be. i've never seen one person to say i watched game of thrones and thought it was overrated the only people that don't like game of thrones are either the ones who haven't watched it or the ones who gave up after a couple episodes um so yep game of Thrones dropped this past sunday um the after nearly two years of season a premiere and um again an event i i feel like the the probably the single most anticipated season premiere probably in the history of television like i'm not even like no no like
0: no hyperbole so, yeah, I, I can't i can't think of anything that at least from from when we've yeah. like been around and watching tv that even yeah comes close yeah to. yeah we're not we're not talking about
1: like you know the
0: fucking mash or some shit like that
1: yeah or or like johnny carson or like uh the fucking dick clark rocking truman show uh (laughs) power hour or some shit or american bandstand or something else that you know uh has institutionalized racism in it but (laughs) um yeah so i mean too many things to cover so we're gonna keep it as brief as possible but um you know Niggas pulled up in Winterfell, you know, John and Daenerys um on the horses. And Mason and Greyworm, a couple of niggas on some horses. Uh,
0: Who's that nigga on that net? Man,
1: listen, I, I I didn't I didn't know the North was Boston. I didn't know Winterfell was Boston. I I, I, <laughs> I yeah. Shout out to them. Um yeah, didn't figure that out till this episode. Oh, oh, the northerners just don't like outsiders. No, they don't like black people. They don't like niggas from Sorthoros. Okay, that that's their problem. Hey, Amen.
0: I, I them niggas ain't never seen black people before. It's a fucking a new situation.
1: That's true. That's true. And,
0: and one and one of the tenets of 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 our our college days was we don't trust these new niggas. Yeah, that's,
1: that's true. Um, yeah, that's another one.
0: Them. But at the same time, Missande and, and, and Gray Wormer are real niggas. They deserve to be trusted no matter what. Um, exactly. so the people to Winterfell are kind of a uh, they fucked up on this one, but I'm sure they will see the error in their ways in the coming. Episodes. Oh,
1: they're gonna have to. Uh, cause uh,
0: <laughs> shit's getting real, but
1: um yeah you know it's again a lovely bit of storytelling the way it mirrored episode one um with beginning with the king and queen at the time uh king bob and cersei um riding into winterfield and you got bran running through the crowd trying to trying to get a view and then this time you got some random boy who's probably gonna die um, running through the crowd, trying it to get might be you.
0: might be dead already. Yeah, for
1: and then um, you know, just it, the, the way the episode and it, the way the, the events played out was a perfect mirror of that first episode. So I mean, just a couple, a couple themes that really, really need to be hit on. First and foremost, um, John Snow, y'all's nigga, John Snow. As I mentioned on the previous pod, ain't never been my king of the north.
0: All right, that ain't. So, yeah, you like you like Wolfhead, if I remember correctly. I
1: I want to say one more thing about my dear Rob Stark, um, who you will slander no longer. May God rest his soul. Rob Stark died doing what a lot of other real niggas have died doing, chasing pussy, Fuck, fucking
0: chasing up, chasing <laughs> pussy.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean he, he yeah, if yeah. You can't die for vagina. What can you die
0: for, Wesley? A lot of other things uh especially if i'm trying to be king of everything but i mean hey some niggas don't want to be king some niggas want, want to fuck up you gotta you gotta let them rock and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Wolfhead rock
1: rob stark always uh always in our spirits thoughts and prayers thoughts and prayers um but 50 percent of the podcast so yes <laughs> but um you know and you know i i, I think different people have gotten different uh have had different perceptions on the show. Have have, have earned different monikers and and you know and, and different uh and different you know identities. And you know, Rob, Rob was a little simpy and hot headed. You know, we we gonna keep it a bug, but man, John fucking Snow, that King of the North shit, that shit's dead. That whole Lord Commander shit, that shit's dead. That nigga from this. Day forward shall be known as nothing more than the simp in the north. That's it.
0: That oh boy. that
1: man, that man is
0: he, is, he, is he really simping if if like he he got the buns and is is, is literally accomplishing his goals? That
1: don't mean that don't mean you it, what goals is he accomplishing?
0: He's John Snow. Don't care about him. nothing but trying to save the north from the, the and north.
1: bust out Daenerys.
0: Yeah, I mean that that comes and, with it. That, and
1: and bend the knee to Daenerys.
0: That all comes. As as a side piece, as a, as a side, it's a side dish to his main entree, which is trying to protect and save everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw, you saw what Sansa asked him. Yeah, man. Sometimes you, sometimes we.
1: You saw, you saw what Sansa asked him. So did you bend the knee, you fuck boy? Actually, I'm loving spicy Sansa this season. Yeah. Right. Like, did you did you bend the knee because you love her, or did you bend the knee because you're trying to stay the realm? That nigga couldn't even answer. Sometimes,
0: Aight. when in the pursuit of trying to save niggas from dying, you f- happen yeah. to fall into some, uh, to fall into some box, and you yeah. happen to, to to bend the knee. I mean, at the same time, I mean, you, you try to save the North, man. So when John saves the North, event well, not and not in my head because I want the white, uh, the night king to win, but in the event that he does save the North, all this will have been for a purpose.
1: Um. So. You're wrong, first and foremost. I periods, but so you know why John out here simping in the north. Um, also got a got a, a dope ass um, got a dope ass you know a little callback um, to when after they you know they flew off on the back of the dragons and had their Aladdin moment. Um, it was so cute. They had their mm-hmm. Aladdin, you know how how to train oh, your pet dragon oh, <laughs> you. moment. Um, how adorbs. Uh, they pulled up in front of this waterfall, and and what did Daenerys say? Wow, this is so beautiful. We can stay here for forever. Who was the last? Who? 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 Who was the last person to tell Jon Snow this is so beautiful? We should stay here for forever. Was that Egret? Yes. And what happened to Egret?
0: That little snitch ass, uh, Ollie killed her, man.
1: Yep, fuck boy Ollie. So, um, I think that's a little foreshadowing because uh, I think Daenerys gonna. uh, hold that fat ill when this shit is all over. She gonna hold an ill in some way, shape, or form because she's become very unlikable <laughs> over the past season or so. She got that mad king blood uh, in her. She I got mean, that
0: mad king blood in her, dog. I can see. I can see. like I've seen tweets and stuff about it. I can see where y'all coming from, but I mean, I'm still rocking with her. Like You gotta think of it from the point of like you want to be the, the the king or, in her case, the queen of, of an area. You're pulling up to... uh a new a new region where niggas don't know you, you wanna put your motherfucking foot down. You wanna come, you don't wanna come around and be like, oh hey, how's it going? Da, da, da. Niggas gonna think you sweet. Mm. So if you come and say, Hey, I got thousands of dickless niggas ready to rock for me. <laughs> I got Dario the Horace and them crew trying to rock for me. I got I got your king, he's rocking with me, and I have two whole ass dragons. I'm here not I'm not I'm not coming host hostily, but I'm letting you niggas know I got I got some shit with me. So Man, listen. treat me accordingly.
1: Uh me? Shout out to the Castle Black Pod, um, the blackest Game of Thrones pod around. They said that Daenerys has become bend the knee Betty, and this is correct. The show started with Daenerys, you know, finding herself and and, and being this this strong female lead, and this. Um and and this symbol of change and hope and optimism and breaker of chains and all that and, and, yeah, and, and all that, that good nigga. shit. And now the only thing that she cares about is power. That's it. Power. And we and Daenerys has been a flawed character from day one, which has made her character very interesting. But now it went from it went from you rooting for her to who the fuck's really rooting for Daenerys right now? Are you rooting for Daenerys to end up on the
0: Iron Throne? Uh I am firmly Team Night King. Um, but I I could I wouldn't be upset if she ended up winning. I would because fuck Daenerys.
1: Okay, um, that's how I feel right now. Um, all she does is hold real niggas back. Okay, uh, she done friend zoned it. Name three. She done friend zoned Jorah. Okay, and in real life, that's just crazy, man. Yeah, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty I've bad. Thinking, I've
0: been thinking about her saying, "My buddy," every day for oh, the past man. two weeks. Man. That one, it, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. You really do. You so
1: friend zoned Jorah. She left my nigga Dario in Esso, so that nigga he couldn't even come across the water. That nigga like, hey, yeah. So you mind if I if I swing through your family cookout? You know, I'm just hey, you you know I'm gonna be around, so I, I think you might might as well just show my face, right? Uh, I mean, you can come through after it's over. You know, like after everybody's gone. You know, I, I can save you a plate maybe. But uh, nah, stay here, nigga fuck boy
0: I'm not I'm not mad at that her little time in uh in uh in Essos in Marine and whatnot that was her little college year she did a thing <laughs> now she's she moving back home so she, she got to, she had to leave old boy back I, yeah I, I, I no, it no it,
1: it's real um and it, it's it, it's funny how some of that stuff um actually does mirror real life from time to time but I mean just overall man she's she's she, she reckless she reckless as fuck she's you know paranoid um she's consumed with the idea that everybody has to bow down to her, and honestly, you know, it, 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 I l- have
0: two listen, dragons, and I,
1: and I was getting to that, nigga. When you got two dragons, um, I, you know, I, I understand that aspect, but also on the flip side, if you have two dragons and niggas still don't respect
0: you, that ain't that that the Northerners just don't know her. That's all, and she's coming through uh, a little heavy handed. I'll admit, but that's what you need to do. If you're trying to truly be the, the 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 one that sits on the Iron Throne,
1: well, it won't be her, so that's fine. So while we got yeah. we got that shit going on in Winterfell, you know, uh, we got spicy Sansa and all that good shit. Um, we got uh, you know, we got Arya doing Arya things. Um, lo- lo- looks like she's trying to get Dick down by Gendry, which I don't, I don't approve of. Hey. Uh,
0: yes i'm definitely or is like or is like my little little sister i can't i can't no 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 no
1: no at all she's she is not a grown then you know on the other side uh king's landing we got cersei continuing to wild the fuck out uh and you know cersei is probably the premier example of you know a a woman with a a got with a few kids you know, on Twitter, or IG, talking all that good shit about what she deserves and what she needs, and I'm a queen, and blah blah blah, and such and such. You will respect me, while some ain't shit nigga is dogging her shit uh, yeah. off of the gram.
0: Yeah, I say on her uh, mattress, that sits on the floor. Yes, apartment. that yeah.
1: th- yes, that is that's that that is a quote unquote queen. Cersei right now, um, and she dropped what, what I'm sure a lot of, a lot of women thought was gonna be the bar of the year. Uh, the, you know, you want a whore, you buy one, but if you want a queen, you earn one. And talked that good shit in front of everybody, in front of Kyburn and everybody, three minutes later. promptly. Uh, three (laughs) minutes later, Yoram was busting her. Yeah. So, uh.
0: It was, it was a tremendous speech. She talked all that good shit, but um, as another tenet of, um, this podcast uh, she didn't keep that same energy no she did not she didn't she she literally flipped the energy in a very quick fashion
1: so you know that's so Cersei just i mean and then on top of that you know my nigga bron was just minding his business trying to get a foursome popping in the brothel and Cersei comes in and asks him to kill jamie and Tyrion. uh not feeling that shit as you all know bron is my motherfucking nigga and this basically means that Braun's gonna end, end up dying.
0: Uh oh yeah, yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna kill uh either of those guys and he's gonna yeah. he's gonna be
1: out here relatively fast. And this this damn. I mean my, my, my favorite minor character on the whole show. So that's gonna be a rough day for me. Uh make sure, you know, send me your thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. Um that when, when that day actually occurs. So you got that shit going on in King's Landing, you got that shit going on in Winterfield, you got uh Daenerys telling uh Young Samuel Charlie, that I smoked your people, um, uh, in these streets, you got that shit going on. And then while well, that's going on, what's the Night King doing?
0: Prep, Gang prep. Left, it's, left, right, left. Niggas marching
1: uh, with a vengeance. Niggas marching, uh, killing people, tearing off their limbs and leaving that shit in a spiral. All right.
0: So oh, that dead nigga in a circle. <laughs> oh, that nigga in a
1: circle. <laughs> Man, so. While they got all they petty human shit going on, um, Night King is marching right now. It's looking like Night King in five. All right, so
0: that, that's that's how I called it to start of the season. I'm sticking with my uh, prediction.
1: But I mean to keep it a buck though, you know. And I, I I mentioned this to y'all earlier in the group chat, man. That that Night King is a Targaryen. Uh, theory is is not looking not looking too bad right now, bro. Uh,
0: I'm Stevie Wonder.
1: Steve Wonder to the bullshit. Uh, honestly, man. So you know, it's it's when you got a show that's popular, the, the fan theories is, is popping all over everywhere. And one of the bigger fan theories was, uh, that's 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 floating around through now is the fact that the Night King is Targaryen. And you look at some of the evidence. You know, first and foremost, uh, the showrunners have already said that the Night King doesn't have purely evil intentions. Like he's he's not, you know, he's not a mindless zombie. Like he's sentient. He's smart. Like he, he, he has some, he has aspirations. It's not just, I want to fucking kill everybody because I'm a zombie and I don't know no better. No, he has wants, he has desires. And one of those things could be revenge or it could be the desire to to rule because he, he feels like it's old to him, you know? So you throw that shit in there, you mix that on up with, with the fact that um he, he rode a dragon, which dead or alive. Not a lot of people can do. Generally, only Targaryens can ride dragons. We saw John doing it. We saw Daenerys doing it. So the Night King does that too. His uh, his little spiral. You know, I just slaughtered some niggas. Uh, symbol looks a lot like that Targaryen sigil. Just saying. I'm just saying, bro. It will. Ma- it will make a lot of fucking sense.
0: Um, I just think he's a, he's a dead nigger. Uh, a little uh-huh. bit better than the zombie. 'Cause he definitely got the accuracy of uh, prime Chad Pennington. Um, <laughs> with way he smacked down Viserion. But um I mean that's cool. That 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 could be potentially be something that, that that turns out to be true, but I don't know, man. I just think he he's about his business and um he's tired. It was chilling up in the north, it's cold as hell. Niggas just wanna come head south, you know what I mean? Like like birds migrate in the wintertime. And whoever's in this path is gonna get fucked up. That ain't even a good theory though. So the other one I saw I heard it, I heard another theory, real quick. That we spent a lot of time on this throne yes. shit. This was basically Game of Thrones so yes. far, two. But I, I saw something. I don't know how funch I believe it, is, but it said that Jon and Daenerys uh, are gonna have mm-hmm. that baby, and then end up giving that baby to the Whoa. Night King, like Craster and them was giving babies to the White Walkers at, uh, early on in the thing season. But I two. mean,
1: that ain't gonna stop them niggas from marching.
0: I don't like know. I- they wasn't marching wasn't really marching when they was good getting babies
1: (laughs) yeah one baby is gonna stop the whole fucking war yeah maybe i don't know
0: nigga yeah that shit
1: reads but the other one the more fire of the theories that i know you said you weren't fucking with but if you haven't learned by now i don't value your opinion facts jamie lannister is the key to this whole thing bruh the whole fucking thing and
0: I can. There's no way. Nigga, five, nigga with five fingers is not. The listen, shit. listen. Five.
1: I can. I can get with this shit, bro. First and foremost, and we know. We also know that speaking of things that people don't give a fuck about, we know that DB Weiss and uh and David Benioff don't give a fuck about George R. R. Martin. We, <laughs> that is that is oh, yeah. that is quite clear. That nigga's vision means nothing to them. But it's fair. Know. It's fair to say in the books, Jamie Lannister played a very very important role, much more important than he is on the show. And it's kind of always felt like on the show that he's had, that he has a bigger purpose that we just, we haven't truly seen that it wasn't truly able to develop. So you look at that, if you kind of combine it with the theory of uh, the Night King being a Targaryen or a descendant of a Targaryen in, in, in some way, shape or form. Um, and it makes sense that jamie could, could, could be the one that they after. Cause first and foremost, Night King could have killed John or Daenerys any fucking time he wanted. Every time he see these niggas, he want to have a Starsky and Hutch uh, dance scene stare off. Just want to look at them niggas. Oh, you good. And just let them go. This shit didn't happen how many times now? Twice, at least.
0: So- uh, Jamie can't play 2K <laughs> because he has one hand. He is not the key to any of this shit. <laughs> this nigga came to Winterfell. He's going to die relatively soon. Um and then we're gonna we're gonna do the old uh slap your hand up and down and uh, clean your hand cleanse your hands of this shit. Um and we'll listen on with the uh, listen real listen
1: bro 100%. listen listen dog. It would make sense if the Night King's a Targaryen to want to kill the fucking Kingslayer that ended the Targaryen rule and get a, tar- a Targaryen
0: how, how maybe does, him
1: how, back on the fucking throne.
0: How would he even know that Jamie killed him? This nigga's because been in he's the, the fucking, fucking North.
1: he's the fucking night king. He knows everything.
0: This nigga doesn't have no books. This nigga don't have that no nigga. That, have, nigga, no that nigga knew that
1: Bran was in his vision
0: because the nigga was in his head. What you mean? The
1: this night king thing, got powers, bro. They,
0: they don't have no fucking West Westerosian Wikipedia. He can't. Just, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> don't even talk. What you mean? Like, who's going to tell him?
1: <laughs> One of his uh, his night brigad I mean his uh his night brigadiers. His knight commanders, the niggas the, with the the, the, uh, the niggas the with the icicles? bad weeds. the niggas the with the icicle? bad weeds. <laughs> um,
0: but I, I I I I can't get behind this. One.
1: But man, and, and the big one, that nigga Jojen from uh, the Maze Runner. When they asked that nigga, "How's this bitch gonna come to an end?" And that nigga's hand lit up in fire. His right hand. Yeah, you you you've been talking about the the five finger nigga of death, Jamie Lannister. Guess who got a golden right hand. I'm just saying, bruh.
0: Uh not sure. Okay. Jamie is is the key to all this.
1: There we go. Then what? Thank
0: you. Then then what? Um that yeah, he uh
1: he kills uh the Night King with a light bringer and uh he ends the he ends the long night.
0: And then what?
1: Um I don't know. Who, who, who sits on the throne? We get some more uh,
0: Jamie. Jamie's the king now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, nigga. I
0: right. <laughs> actually, my, my bad. I'm out here making points. <laughs> my fault. My fault. That's bad. what I'm <laughs> saying. This
1: is this is not our typical dynamic. I was not expecting you to have fucking counterpoints. I was expecting you to not be prepared and not be invested as as
0: always. Nah, it's uh, nah. Y'all didn't got me in this thermal shit. I am very invested. It's but been, um, majority of my days at work, not doing my my duties, but reading the nah, theories. Nah, at all. Uh,
1: but. Just overall, uh, some people said there wasn't enough action, considering there's only six episodes in his last season. But it was so many fucking storylines that you had to bring together, that had to converge on each other. Uh, and you know, just from you know Daenerys's shit, you know, to Jamie pulling up to you know the whole uh, John's been fucking his aunt for a while to everybody reuniting to um, Sansa and, and Daenerys beef to.
0: No, it was it was a great foundational episode. Yes, it kind of brought need. us back, brought everything back together, and kind of set us off for a great jumping point for everything else to get popping. So I think it was very dope to kind of just kind of start.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, you know we got a lot going on along with uh our favorite uh our favorite three eye raven, the messy bitch who sits for drama. It's for <laughs> uh brand yeah. and uh the three eye raven. Look, listen. There are two motherfuckers on this show, two, two and two only, who play zero games out here. Lyanna G check Mormont. My favorite character. She man. she will G check the fuck out of anybody, including Jon Snow. Oh, she 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 had Jon Snow looking down bad in front of everybody. <laughs> he she said you left you left the king in the north and you came back, nigga. I don't know what the- <laughs> I don't know nigga. What are you? <laughs> Ether, <laughs> Make um, and Bran Stark, who as the Three Eye Raven, um, is a nigga who literally has no time for the malarkey, no time for the shenanigans. When Daenerys and Sansa first met, and they was throwing a little petty bars at him, he said, first and foremost, I literally don't have time for this shit. The army of the dead yeah. is coming." And the whole episode, it was cut the BS, cut the BS.
0: Cut the BS,
1: cut the BS. I, I have
0: an issue too. Um, this nigga's like, I ain't got we ain't got time for this shit. The Night King on the way, blah, blah, blah. But then waited uh forty, forty-five minutes yeah. to tell Sam to tell John that he's been uh smashing them familial cheeks.
1: Nigga, he the three eye fucking raven. He got a lot of shit going on in his in his mind. All right. Imagine a nigga, imagine never being able to clear your mind. Ever. Ever.
0: That's his fault. He had to to go become the three-eyed raven. And he didn't
1: choose to be the three-eyed raven. That nigga was just chilling and learning. And all of a sudden, you know, he got a little greedy. Wanted to stay in the vision a little too long. And the three-eyed raven was like, hey, nigga, I need to download 10 terabytes worth of information into your brain in about five minutes. He didn't didn't choose his life. He didn't choose for, for Jamie to push him out of the... The fucking tower and give him superpowers
0: i don't know his mama told him no climbing <laughs> so I'm...
1: well nobody listened to kat stark and i you know i don't blame them for it yeah, she, yeah. she was terrible yeah but um so game of thrones um uh, you know it obviously well if you haven't seen it sorry you know uh big spoilers over here yeah it? yeah we uh Big spoilers, dog. But, I mean, you know, you go ahead, catch up, whatever, do whatever you got to do. Because uh, Sunday night, man, when that Sunday night hit, man, Twitter for the first time in a long time, it felt like that old Twitter that we talked about. Uh, it felt like 2011, 2012, like everybody like watching the BET Awards as a family. And that's, that's what GOT is. So Sunday night at 9 o'clock, or in my case on the app, Sunday night at 8.58, because I was two minutes ahead of everybody.
0: Uh, it, it tweets her fucking things. So I'm looking on my Twitter <laughs> tweets off, and I'm saying what's about to happen. I I mute your ass for a little bit.
1: Um, I, I I'll wait till nine o'clock this week. But um, it, it, it's a it's a family reunion. Who who we introducing? Um, you know, so it, and it's, we still got you know while a lot of storylines did converge, we still got you know before that battle of Winterfield happens in two episodes, we still got a lot of shit that we got to get through. Uh, most importantly, will torment smash Brienne? So That's all that matters. Yeah. So uh go ahead. Game of Thrones, biggest thing popping uh in the world right now. Um but you know uh GOT is um, you know, GOT is hotter than a pistol, you know, right now. Um GOT is is, you know, out here fucking these niggas up. But uh you know, who else out here fucking these niggas up? Take Keith. Uh Keith
0: fucking niggas up.
1: So um Take Keith, man, the the you can't even call him the rookie of the year as a producer. He was probably the producer of the year. Um, I can't remember a nigga ever having a first year like he did. Like, I, like, 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 I'm as I try to think on it from you know from when we first heard him and probably man, maybe the end of 2017. You know when around the time shoot and everything started yes, came man, out
0: was the. So first take you,
1: so so from that time up through, you know, this time last year, you know, with when Look Alive and, and Rover and everything was out to where he's at now, you know, producing a fucking uh New Orleans bounce version of uh before I let go for Beyonce. Uh I, I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't I I can't remember any other rookie years like that. Um that kid who also in fucking college or graduated college. Yeah, yeah. He graduated.
0: Uh, graduated. Shout out, to uh, State. or not Memphis Yeah, Memphis, Memphis, um,
1: Memphis, really doing his fucking thing, and he really earned this shit. And you know, I look like he's leaving Black Boy JB in the past, and may, maybe that's for the best. It hurts. Uh, yeah, uh maybe yeah, maybe that's for the best. But you know, really quickly because you know we have to touch on it. um Beyonce is Beyonce. All right, we ain't gotta. Get you know too crazy into the standem. You know we talked about Beachella when it happened last year, but for B to go it, to to up a 40, 40 fucking song, a forty track, uh sound soundtrack, uh performance album to her uh, her Beachella performance from last year. You know, literally only she can do that shit. I mean,
0: other people can do that shit, but will we give a fuck? Not really. Um I uh, say, so can't nobody do it to the to the level that she's doing it. So she mm-hmm. gave us the a tremendous performance, one of the best performances that we've ever, ever seen. And then doubles down, saying, you know what, this y'all like that shit so much, I'm gonna give you the audio to that, which is incredible as well. Um she's doing a damn thing, man. It's crazy. Um Yeah, man. And I mean it's it's
1: again, it's it's one of the, it's one of those things um that where you almost you almost don't even it's you become inundated with excellence you know when you watch Michael Phelps for such a long time when you watch LeBron for such a long time when you when you see Beyonce you know throughout literally we've seen Beyonce's entire career from you know Destiny Child through now like you almost don't realize that you're in a moment and sometimes you know you got to just stop and try to appreciate it and I really think that this album was one of those things because It's not like, it's not just, oh, Beyonce dropped new music and, you know, you rushing to listen to it so you don't get left behind and, you know, you, uh, you know, or at least for women, you um, getting your, your IG captions ready and you ready to cut all your niggas off and all that other shit. Like, it's not just that. This music had the opportunity, we you know, we know all the songs. We know the performance. So this album had the opportunity to give, gave us the chance to, stop and appreciate Beyonce and how great she truly fucking is it's a it's a it's a moment but it's also a breather this is like a
0: huh wow
1: like this is it like nigga Beyonce is 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 our Michael Jackson
0: clearly yeah to say that's like and it's it's the fact that it was the audio from the from the the show itself takes on another level like this is she was performing at at a high a super duper high level and it gives you another aspect like taking it taking it from a different angle like oh shit she's really singing this as well as performing it and and dancing to it and all the choreography and everything that goes with it so there's definitely just another chance to kind of just look at her and and her greatness and kind of seeing how much better she is at what she does than anybody is at what they
1: do yeah um and i don't know if we've ever seen anyone in the music industry with the exception of michael jackson who was that much better than everybody else at what she does
0: future's still around so i mean
1: uh don't get you know what you got me fucked up beyonce you are the greatest you are the goat um the best the without a doubt the best um the the best woman performer that we've ever seen in the history of Excuse our me. lives. Um, yep. and, and you are knocking on the door of Michael Jackson, to be completely honest. Uh,
0: uh, I, they damn, to me, they neck and neck. Yeah, that,
1: that, 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 that's what I'm saying. I mean, she she right outside. I mean, you can you can talk about how great Michael Jackson was and, you know, dancing-wise, you know, and... It, he's amazing. You know, vocally, that nigga had a range that not many men have, but... I don't know man you you start putting it all together and you know you want to talk about catalogs Oof! listen you want to talk about a hot take i think beyonce's catalog is approaching michael jackson's yes you heard it first
0: (laughs) that's not that i don't even think that's that's not a hot take at all take
1: that take that to the goddamn water cooler all right beyonce's catalog just because of how long she's been around from the group stage to all the way forward listen Michael Jackson put out some trash. Have you heard Michael Jackson's first couple albums with like Ben and shit on it? That was garbage.
0: <laughs> okay? That was, was fire. Nah nah, uh-uh. oh,
1: nah, nah. 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 I, I, I ain't talking about the Jackson 5 albums. I'm talking about his first couple Solo Johns when he was a child. Uh, I ain't trying to hear that nigga sing about Mr. Rat. Fuck you. All right? Mm-hmm
0: open your third eye. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. The Calso flying Yeah. But Beyonce, no, nah, definitely I'd say her catalog is up there with, with some of the best catalogs in, in music. Um when you like you said when you throw in Destiny Child shit and all her solo shit. Um and the way that people just fuck with her. Nah her catalog is just gone man. Yeah. Um For
1: but sure. you brought up your patron saint of toxic masculinity. And it's so crazy because this man somehow ties into two topics that we got. So, your patron saint of toxic masculinity, willburn uh, Wilburn, uh, future—he um, is has been the inspiration and the catalyst for a couple of amazing sports feats that we have seen recently. First and foremost, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, Tiger Woods.
0: Like Tiger Woods. Y'all.
1: Um, Tiger, after eleven years, um, you know, through everything, through. Through all the personal turmoil, through all the, the zannies and the perks, through uh injury after injury after injury after injury, injury. Um, through you know, personal and professional humiliation, Tiger Woods walked back into Augusta National where not only he where he was not welcome when he won his first masters championship in nineteen ninety-seven, where he became a mockery and, and, and Bomady Jones elocuted this perfectly, talking about what it means for tiger to get that major back at augusta where white people never really stopped hating him but they had to smile in his face when he was the best player in the world and then was laughing at him to his face when he fell off for him to have to walk back through there with all them good old boys with all that racism and all that sexism in augusta georgia and in like a motherfucker and have them fuckboy whiteies put another green jacket over his back after 11 years at 43 years old that shit means something um it was yeah. it was a moment to say the least
0: yeah it, like you said it, it, it is a culmination of everything that he he kind of went through in his life um after kind of leaving his, his, his uh, dominant phase so for him to to put everything to finally put everything together um on that big of a stage in that big of a situation um, considering everything it's one of the one of the great I think it's one of the greater comeback stories um, in sports um, yeah um, I, considering I mean, how high I, he was to how low yeah. he went to now he's back
1: I mean we, we've we seen bigger
0: comeback stories
1: in games before maybe even in seasons but in terms of like a career turnaround uh, gotta be right up there you know pro- probably the greatest of all time I mean because considering the landscape of the sport considering Again, his trajectory where he was the most dominant player. Again, and I'm not even—I try not to use too much hyperbole, but it's not even hyperbole. Again, like when you live through shit, sometimes you don't realize like what what you're really witnessing. Tiger Woods the most dominant athlete it, during his primes, most dominant athlete we have ever seen. More dominant than Wilt Chamberlain. More dominant than a uh, uh, Michael Jordan. More dominant than Babe Ruth. You know, um, just not just light years, you know, ahead of his, of his, um, his competition universes ahead of his competition and for him to have been that dominant, that younger age and to fall flat on his face physically and mentally, um, you know, again, getting fucked up out in these streets. Listen, when they pulled that nigga over for his DUI, how many drugs do you have in the system? Five. Five. A cocktail, a cocktail that could have killed him or I killed. could have killed vision. somebody else. I see the vision. You, you see the vision. Of course you do. Um, but to come back from all of that, and again, it wasn't that would have been an, that mixed with age would have been enough to, um, would have been enough to 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 end a lot of people. You throw all that together with some devastating back injuries and knee injuries. We talk about injuries that in.
0: Pretty sure it was four, four back surgeries, and I think three knee surgeries. Yeah, That's insane. Um,
1: these are injuries that end careers of younger people than him. He's getting these surgeries after forty, and then after forty years old to come back and become the second oldest person to ever win um, a Masters tournament. I forgot where he was in terms of ever winning a major. But he's also one of the top three or four oldest people just to win a major he tournament to period. Major. But um to come back and do that, man, you in in 2019, eleven years after his last one, and thirteen years after his last masters, uh, was it was quite a feat. And, you know, again, Bomani Jones also said that perfectly in that I don't even you don't even necessarily like Tiger as a person, you know? <laughs> but like for what he has meant to me. And so many other, you know, black people all, you know, all around and regardless of, you know, what he claims he is to see, you know, racially, whatever. To see me in 1997, to see him out on a golf course doing what he was doing in a sport where 30 years prior we weren't even allowed on the courses, you know, we we were caddies and nothing else like listen. If you don't know, a golf course is one of the most racist sporting uh, territories that you can ever walk into. They don't think you belong there, and they're 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 going to make it known that they don't think you belong there. You know, this is it is it's just it's a completely different ball game, even sometimes different than a than hockey because hockey is, you know, hockey's a quote unquote a white sport, but hockey is also a, a common man sport golf is literally it is built in privilege it's built in privilege it's built in white privilege very very elitist, um yeah it, it, uh, elitist as fuck shit only thing i know the sport is probably more elitist than it's like polo or some shit or sailing and after all that again to come back you know and, and do that and to you know to take everybody back to 97 to take us back to 99 2001 2005 you know, to be that guy again, that that inspirational force that said, hey, man, somebody looks like you can do whatever the fuck they want in any aspect of life. Um, you know, th- there is no ceiling. Hey, You, you know, if, if if you're willing to put the work in and then, you know, just being in a moment and being like, man, Tiger, I'm really happy for you, happy for your comeback. And then, you know, when he went and, you know, picked up and, and hugged his son, you know, just like he hugged his dad after he won his first Masters, you know, 22 years ago, it got me, you you definitely shed a tear right there, couldn't even, couldn't even hold it in, so, um, just an incredible moment, and Tiger, most importantly, uh, Tiger came back because of, you know, all this stunting, you know, that yo nigga future been doing, Tiger had to come back and claim the toxic masculinity throne, all right, uh,
0: this is I mean, this, this was a great comeback, Tiger. Um, I'll admit, like I said too, like this was, I've been, I've been watching Tiger for years. with My dad, like my dad, is a, a super duper golf guy, but especially when Tiger is in a hunt, um, it was great. It meant a lot to see him back and everything. But Future's been holding this uh, toxic masculinity crown down for quite some time. Been very consistent with it, so it's good to see Tiger back in 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 the in the in the, in the field of of toxic masculinity heroes. But um, he's got a little little way to get back to to
1: listen, man. To my dog, Tiger was doing this shit while Future was in diapers. All right, to quote my nigga Bobby. All right. Uh,
0: yeah, I understand. I, I understand. This this is uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Um, I don't know. Like he was doing his thing. Oh, back at but the times have changed hmm. now. The rules is different. The game's hmm. faster. Um, there's <laughs> not a lot of hand checking. Um, <laughs> we uh. You can't touch quarterback like you used to, so the rules are different. And if it's new era,
1: you know, uh, it, future is the guy. It's funny you uh, mention that because you can't touch Andrew the quarterback Luckin the way you used to. And you know what quarterback? Not even he can touch right now. Russell Motherfucking Wilson, the highest paid player in the fucking NFL. And you know what drove him to get there? You know what pushed him over that hump? Future.
0: I mean, maybe his desire just to be the best football player he, nope. he wanted to be.
1: Future. Future. Uh Uh-uh. Future has been dogging and disrespecting that corny man for years. right? Years and years and years. And why? Because Future's fucking bitter because he fucked up with Sierra. right? And that bitterness has has driven him to it drove him to make some really good fucking music.
0: Tremendous music.
1: But you know, you know, while Sierra has not made much. Of the same type of music herself. But, but, um, that nigga Russ, man, has done nothing, nothing, but try to be a stand-up dude, be the father to baby future that he will never get from Navadius, and be the I mean, and be the husband that he's capable of being, and be the best fucking guy and the best role model he possibly can. While niggas like you are leaving. Purple rain emojis under his Instagram
0: comments. I I, I, I stand a toxic male. Which you who would you expect? <laughs> uh, I saw I saw Baby Future on a documentary with his father. I've yet to see Russell Wilson put that child in the documentary. So who's hmm. really doing what? Hmm.
1: Hmm? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, for real, for real, huge shout to Russ. Uh, Russ has been one of my favorite players, um, going all the way back to. Eh, I ain't like I was a day one Russ nigga but Wisconsin Russ I'm like man mm-hmm. this nigga's nice and ever since then he's been one of my favorites and you know sometimes playing in Seattle you know behind the the little Giants offensive line that nigga don't get you know all the shine and all the the respect that he deserves and sometimes you forget how good he really is but um, four years 140 million bruh yes. numbers don't lie
0: Sixty five million dollars sign up bonus. So he's getting damn there's seventy seventy mil right up front. That's crazy, man. Like like uh like you said, kinda we we've been fucking Russ for a while. Um as a tech fan, I've been seeing him. I I seen him when he was N C State and I don't I didn't picture him being this good at all. Uh-huh. But you've seen it for years. He he's carrying, especially his last couple of years, him leading the team in, in passing and rushing. Um is incredible for for any, any type of NFL player to, to have the type of versatility and to be the main focus of of your team's attack and deal with being that main focus each and every week. Um, so for him to keep producing and and being one of the top quarterbacks in the league, he definitely deserves every single last dollar. Um, so I'm I'm happy for him, man. I'm glad the future. It's a shame that he had to use another grown man to, to motivate him oh. to become the best he could. But, I mean... Uh, I, I guess it's cool, you know.
1: You. And uh, Russ, Russ got tired of y'all niggas talking shit about him, so you know he had to. After he signed a deal, he had to drop that little, uh, that little IG video sounding like Tone low I, cu-
0: I couldn't um, help, but notice he threw the deep voice on. He had a bunch of chains on. You know who else uh, was a bunch of chains? Who was that? I, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some Instagram pictures if you later on. Future wears a bunch of goddamn chains.
1: Hmm. So are you saying that? Uh, he you wants give to
0: be more like
1: future.
0: Give you give it like three years. You're going to yeah. see Russ going Russ gonna to get his J. Cole dreads on. Mm. Russ going to start, start drinking lean in the huddle. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra's going to have three futures. Her, her, her ex-husband, her, her child, and then her new husband. Russ is going to turn the goddamn future. You know, you that wait. would
1: be fucked up, but you would... You No, we wouldn't be surprised. Women would be surprised how often your exes end up getting cool with each other or your ex and your current get cool with each other it happens all the fuck i I just talked about fucking tone low i just brought him up y'all seen uh poetic justice nigga uh him and Pac was cool as fuck just different baby daddies just hey (laughs) what's up nigga uh they come through the crib and she in the back getting her back blown out by another nigga they chilling they stumped the nigga out together hey, go back about they go back yeah. about their business
0: Yo, wait, wait till you hear uh dirty legion of doom <laughs> 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 hosted by russell wilson oh man it was, it my heart um,
1: yeah I, you know honestly like that's that shit's always been a an interesting concept to me because it's like i think i think in general and this is not just a, a a women with dudes thing i just think I with dudes a lot of times you you get weird romances out of like out of like weird situations. But it's it is, you know, that dynamic between your current and you know the current and you know baby daddy or ex or you know however or baby mama, baby daddy, ex however you wanna you wanna frame it. Um it's always really interesting and it's only again like the shit's only contentious when there's bitterness involved. And there's bitterness involved usually when somebody fucks up and you know, then want to try to play the next person because they're getting the opportunity that that you wasted. And future is the prime example of that. And honestly, you know, future, I'm I'm a huge future fan musically. Uh, you know, we talked about it when we did the future bracket on the last pot. Um, oh, didn't even didn't even mention. Shout out to our national champion, Virginia. Do we even...
0: No, ew, what the fuck? Ew, gross. <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, i trying to show some ACC solidarity or some shit.
0: No, um, thank you. That That's one thing, sports-wise. Um, if if uh, my team doesn't win it, and a team that's in the same conference or same division wins a championship, I don't give a fuck. Um, it's not my team, so you can suck my... Virginia suck my dick. Um, Great, Got family, and you guys are cool. Everybody else. Uh, <laughs> it is what it
1: is. Yeah, facts. But, um... Yeah, man, and it's just, I don't know, as as future who, somebody who I, I did give a lot of credit for, for someone, as someone who, you know, was obviously thought very highly of himself, and I thought that he thought highly enough of himself to, you know, realize that he fucked up and just, you know, move on to one of his other five baby mamas. But nah, Sierra's still a problem for him. Russ is still a problem for him. And, you know, honestly, if the nigga could grow up get his head out of his ass, stop impregnating dubs. The newest one is a fucking dub.
0: Wow. Just out here just being misogynistic and judging women in 2019. Huh. Not, this, uh, ha- not yeah. this half of the podcast.
1: <laughs> little role reversal. Uh, is she not a dub,
0: Wes? Uh, I'm Stevie Wonder. This. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, judge. I, don't okay. I, I judge. I judge a woman by the content of the character. All right, nigga. Uh,
1: <laughs> but we... We could get some. We could get a beautiful relationship out of this, nigga. We could get, we could get, we could get Russ on fucking uh Dirty Sprite Three, all right. We could get, we could get, I, I, we we, we could get Future on some NFL commercials.
0: I don't know. Like, if I, I don't know if I want that. Uh, Future's in a tremendous lane, and, and he's made just a, a plethora of great music in in the type of mode he's going in. Again, this doubles back to one of the conversations we had on the earlier podcast of. Seeing our uh, our favorite musical acts uh, happy or in a different different fair. mood than they kind of developed and made their 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 great music in, so I don't know if I really want to see future kind of over Sierra because I don't know what, what type of music that would lead to, and I'm and I'm kind of scared that he it, it would kind that, of you know what that's and, fair, and- but also I want to make another point
1: that idea of not being over somebody and you know that shit coming out in your music and that pain giving us great music it only lasts for so long like you know if i don't know man
0: this shit has been rocking for quite some damn near 10 years
1: i mean it not 10 that's a lot it's more like i don't know six maybe right.
0: six or seven it rounds up
1: so. uh but like if usher was still making albums about chili in 2019 will we will we want to hear that maybe like that's just slap. I mean, no, like, like there's a, there's a, like, there's a limit on how many projects you can make about one person because there's only so much shit you can talk about. Period.
0: And true, true, that, that makes sense. But and at the same time, future's not making projects just dedicated all, all to to that type of uh, theme. He, he he touches on it every now and again, and I just think it's uh works for him. Yeah, I mean, it's working for everybody. He he he's uh in a great. Plays musically, Russ just got paid. I don't know what the hell Sierra doing. You know,
1: d- laying up next to Russ.
0: Yeah, I just spend it, about to spend that bread. Yeah. I yo, I didn't know level up. I thought that was Beyonce's song. I had no idea that was Sierra. No, it's a I found that shit out yesterday. Yes, it is a it is a
1: Sierra song. Uh, you know, man, I Sierra is Sierra Sierra. You know, I think she yo, I think remember she's
0: when,
1: a good person. Never mind. Oh um, no. Oh, you about to you about to. Uh,
0: that that I that that was a a very prevalent uh rumor that that yeah, went around.
1: Yeah, head. yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you talk about there was a whole thread of this shit that was going around Twitter of like things that you believed as a child that were not even halfway true, and that was one
0: of them. I, like we, I low key held it against her until I seen that ride video. That's my favorite video of all time. That will forever be that my favorite
1: video. video. That, 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 that Rob video is... I'm about
0: to watch that yeah. right now while we talk.
1: Alright, man. Just just keep it in your pants for the remainder of this podcast. We're
0: not in the same room. Mind your business.
1: <sighs> anyway. um, As we move forward. uh, Yeah, you know what, though? Real shit. Sierra has some shit. And this... It, it, this brings me to another larger topic. That's something that's been bothering me a lot lately. Like, I... And maybe it's a, it's a product of this disrespectful-ass generation. But I've been having a fucking problem with people that have... And it's been popping up on social media. They are discrediting artists' past catalogs, their past achievements, based on how they feel about them today. And that, that, hmm. that shit don't read. Like, it don't read at all. Like I mean, I you know we don't have a a formal top five, top five, top five, top five of you know artists who f- fell the fuck off. But niggas need to remember what the fuck they named is. But i you see Keisha Cole slander all the time.
0: So, nah, nah, Keisha, nah, we not, we not we not we not finna do that. Not not on this podcast. We won't allow. Keisha nah, Cole
1: slander. Um, Keisha has some motherfucking shit. All all you see now is. Uh, Keisha Cole outside the BET Awards selling fish dinners. Fuck y'all. Right?
0: <laughs> that is that is a that is an annual tweet. tweet
1: it session. is. That shit hurts me. But like uh, you know, and she may not be doing a lot in the mainstream right now, but that ain't gonna take away from what she was. Niggas used to do that shit with a sh- that,
0: that,
1: uh, that. Niggas used to do that shit with Ashanti too, but now the Ashanti's kind of back in the public eye a little bit. You want to act like they've been all on Ashanti this whole time. Niggas was playing Ashanti for year, a decade or more. Niggas was disrespecting Ashanti yeah. like, for a short amount of time. Short amount of time. And again, Beehive, wherever y'all at, don't, you know, I'm protecting my throat, protecting my neck. There, There used to be some debates, and I'm not saying later on down the line. I'm talking
0: uh, the thoughts and opinions expressed <laughs> in this next comment were totally. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking ones.
1: just in like 2003, like when they both first dropped. It was a legit question of who you like more between Beyoncé and Ashanti. It it was a debate. That's true. Um, That's fair. for that year and a half at least. Um, you know, Luda, Luda was the one that I seen today. Luda. Luda was legit, arguably a top five rapper in 2000. 2000- it's, that's, i can't even say that with a straight uh, with a straight face now yeah. but in terms of popularity in terms of hits in terms of i mean he was respected he was goofy as hell but he was respected that and that nigga has at least for his first four albums or so that nigga had it
0: yeah no he was definitely uh in the conversation like you said um one of the best rappers around. When you take into account everything, he was definitely doing his thing for quite some time. Yep, and
1: and and Sierra is one of them too. So it's just like to me, man. I don't know. Like you know, I think again in this in this age of social media, we like immediacy and what have you done for me lately? And you know, oh nigga, you haven't dropped a project and and X amount of time, or you ain't had a hit in X amount of time, and you know, niggas forget where they came from. Niggas forget who they was raised on, and. You know, songs that we got from those artists, you know, throughout elementary school, middle school and, and in the high school, um, it there they was a soundtrack for life. And I don't know, I just I can't I love and I appreciate music too much and I can't see myself, you know, as a type who can just completely write somebody off, um, you know, and, and just and act like they, they never did what they did. Like, I just I ain't cut like that, man. You know,
0: I they can never they can never replace what we was, Shep. Facts.
1: <laughs> fact, Leon, I can I can never I can never act like that nigga didn't give me didn't give me classic bars. Um, so yeah. yeah, man. But I don't know that that was just that's been grinding my gears a little bit. Uh, that's ride right, Video's is incredible. It, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, incredible. it is. I I actually I think I prefer the promise video, but right? yeah. Yeah. Um right. but we move forward. Um, you know, Russell Wilson is uh out here living his best life. Uh, uh hundred and forty mil. Don't you don't even really know how to spend that
0: shit. Um,
1: you know, and Russ earned that money, man. Russ earned that money. Um, you know, out here, you know, finessing in these uh these Seattle streets. You feel me out here uh, raising other people's kids and, uh, and uh, you know, everything <laughs> in between, you know, and Russ earned it. And um, I'm very happy for him. And it's a lot of niggas out there right now in the NBA playoffs trying to earn their checks too. Some are succeeding more than others. I, w- I would surely say uh, the NBA 2019 NBA playoffs sure. are rolling in full force. Wasn't I – are not as invested as normal, I would say, because, you know, uh, we have other shit we worried about.
0: So you, I can kind of – I am more so – I'm about the same as invested as I always am because it's been quite some time since my team has actually been in the playoffs.
1: You know, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I, I discounted uh, your misery. Yeah, you, so. you
0: sent that, 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 that uh, bum-ass, cheating, headband-wearing, uh, movie-starring, can't team <laughs> you're ruining uh, – <laughs> Whack heavy sneaker having <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, over ha- over hashtag Instagram using yeah
1: he um, does use a lot of hashtags that's your that's that's your king you know kid
0: from Akron yeah.
1: um that that's your king uh you know the Lakers missed the playoffs for the sixth straight season uh the Lakers mm-hmm. have the worst record in the NBA over the last six years as well I uh, just want just mm-hmm. want to throw that stat in there um the Lakers are in turmoil uh Magic Johnson just got up and.
0: i'm good i'm good i want want to tweet again i'm gonna get these tweets off so uh peace
1: listen i'm i aspire to be in a in a position that magic johnson is in to be able to leave a job where you are the highest paid executive in basketball um to leave the lakers because you felt you woke up and was mad as you couldn't
0: get your tweets off that he's legitimately goals as fuck and and it's crazy because like this he's still going to be in LA and, and no one's going to hold us against him because uh-uh. he is so much the face of the franchise and so much like one of the faces of the city. So he he's, he's good either way. He just really just wanted to leave and get the tweets off. So I, he's I'm sure. going to
1: MLK Boulevard. I mean, you, you know, we talk about ghosting jobs, this nigga still the funniest thing probably this whole year in sports, that motherfucker sat in a three hour long meeting about talking about the direction of the team for the next season. Sat there, knowing, knowing, goddamn well, <laughs> I ain't gonna be here.
0: He wasn't gonna be here another hour after the meeting left. The the gumption you have to have to pull that off. The unmitigated
1: It's The shot of Magic Johnson. But um, the playoffs are in a are now first round is in full effect, and you know we do got a, a interesting playoffs popping off because um, this is not it's the first playoffs without LeBron since two thousand four. So, um, or five. Five, yeah. Five. Uh, And it, it opens up things, you know, not, it, not just for, you know, um, teams in the West that would have had to go through him, but obviously for Eastern Conference, which is, you know, as wide open as we can remember. And honestly, Eastern Conference, a conference that has as many good teams at the top um, as we can remember, it, that uh, a conference that has, you know, at least four teams that you could conceivably see, possibly uh making it to the finals we we have literally not had this in 15 years so um it's lovely it's lovely to see you know we got uh we got some some good series popping off and then we got some other ones that just you know yeah not so much
0: like the sixers game just went off the sixers uh their series was tied up at 1-1 with the the brooklyn nets um i had to, to witness uh the Brooklyn fans turned Philly into to goddamn uh, Williamsburg <laughs> uh, <laughs> for uh, a little while. But yeah, it's definitely a lot of compelling, compelling series is a lot of, a lot of shit going on. And it, I think it's one of my favorite times of the year. I love playoff basketball. Um, Really. it doesn't really should the playoffs really that compare to it.
1: Um, um the the do, What do you love most about playoff basketball? The shortened rotations, the, the, the intensity on both ends the 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 contrived uh, racist heckling coming from the crowds well that, that's the, not planned that, that's the, all the time hey,
0: <laughs> the, the racist racist heckling is a, is a year long it's a tradition the the
1: the, the elevated concession
0: prices oh you know you got pay no concessions when you're watching on TV points to head yeah um, <laughs> No, <laughs> not nah, 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 just the, the intensity um, that you get. You get to see the the best players, the best teams, kind of performing their best, coming up against obstacles and stuff. Um, I just love this guy that player basketball, man. Yeah. Um. And right now, right now as we speak, I got my 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 Denver Nuggets. Uh, you know, playing. Yeah, sport. I'm
1: a um I'm a Nuggets guy, man. I you know, Jokic is one of my favorite players in the league. Like watching a nigga that big, dude, out there looking like Skip to my loop is uh. Is it, he's always fun to watching. You know, we—I was about to say we uh watched Jamal Murray, you know, kind of start coming of age before our eyes, but he's right back to being Jamal Murray again tonight. So, um, yeah, you know, Paul Millsap uh, ain't gonna win you that ring, Kings. Uh, so yeah, um, I you know I'm a Nuggles fan, but uh, you know this. They could easily lose this series, and uh, I don't, think anybody, I, I, I don't I, think anybody would be shocked.
0: See, I picked them to lose this series. I definitely fuck with the ah. audience, but I picked them to lose this series because they're young uh. as shit. Um, but as far as playoffs go, we're definitely going to get probably more in depth, kind of as we uh, that we move along and get kind of the the clearer yeah. pictures. Definitely conference finals time, and definitely finals time. Yeah. Um, if sure. the podcast is still a thing, um, I might just branch off at some point. Um, mm. I don't know what what I would do, but I just I've have. I've had it. Um, yeah, well, that, yeah,
1: well, I mean, I, I, th- thanks for the, you know, for, for if, warning. If you
0: have, I didn't pull a magic. Yeah, um, you didn't
1: pull a magic on me. Um, you know, hey, listen, uh, Wes's uh, precarious podcast, of Toxic Masculinity, you know? at <laughs> That's the
0: spinoff. There we go. <laughs> we'll discussing uh, our, our toxic masculinity, our misogynistic uh, goals of the week.
1: <laughs> Uh, massage goes. Um, but yeah, no, nah,
0: but- shout out to Roger Kraft. Um, but uh, Robert
1: fucking Kraft, let me, let me start on that shit. But yeah, playoffs is uh, playoffs is rolling, you know. Uh, Golden State, you know, blew up huh, 31 point lead the other night. Um, the, the largest uh, playoff comeback in NBA history. Single yes. game, um you know. I think I think we got some interesting narratives to just to kind of pay attention to. It's still the first round going on, um but you know, you got the whole Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Now that Boogie Cousins is is out for the rest of the playoffs. um You know,
0: Boogie get healthy, man. You gotta go get your back So I need Boogie to come back.
1: I I, um, I agree. Uh, Boogie, one of my guys. You know, I really hate to see it. um But uh you know, the Warriors. You know, trying to you know in pursuit of yet another ring. You know, trying to. Uh, put aside the fact that KD is a bitch long enough to win one more ring. Um, you know that's difficult. I,
0: have, I feel like I'm becoming more and more a KD fan. And, uh, and 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 this is and this is more and more
1: of a time. reason why we need uh, separate podcasts. Uh, <laughs> this is I no.
0: I, yeah, I think I, I would consider myself a KD fan. Man, he carries at times he carries himself uh, like you said, like a bitch. Yes, but for the most part, um. He is a – I consider him kind of the most unique player in NBA history as far as the skills are concerned. Um, I mm, – mm,
1: up to this point, I mean, he's, there, he's, there, there's a strong argument. Yeah. I think, you know, you see – but you are starting to see guys like Embiid as well and it's just, or or a Jokic or, you know, whomever. And it's, it's just they're, like
0: they're, – They're not yeah. KD, though. No, but they're yes, not KD. They, but, yes, the, uh, the freakiness is a uh, – is getting r- ratched it up, yeah. In the uh, in the league, but um, yeah. So we got we got we got the Warriors, kind of the inevitability of them winning again. Yep. Can they can uh stick it stick together and kind of kind of finish the job? Um, we got the two MVP candidates, um, playing tremendously well, Giannis and uh, James Hard. Yes, sir. Um, who's your MVP this year.
1: Um, ew man, I I gotta go. Uh, best player on the team with the best record, so. That's Giannis, uh, for me personally. Um, I th- actually think James Harden has. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I think James Harden may he may have played better, you know, just throughout the whole season. But um, the team, the team struggled for a while, at least the first month and a half, on to almost two months, while the Bucks have been mm-hmm. great throughout. Uh, Giannis has transformed from, you know next up to one of the best players in the league to, you know, carrying doing everything except shooting. Um, uh, he, he, he is, he has yeah. been Simmons in his ultimate form uh, to carrying that team, carrying that city and putting together a group of guys who legitimately uh, I still consider the favorites to come out the East and a team that yeah, if, if Golden State has a couple of issues, not saying that Golden State will lose, but a team that can push them to, to six or seven.
0: For sure. Yeah, like I think if I had to choose, I would probably say Giannis, too, kind of for the similar reasons that you said. Um, although what James Harden did this year was legitimately insane. Um, average. Absolutely. 43 for a month. Um, Absolutely. Incredible streak of 30-point games. Um, Puts up some of the most ridiculous stat lines that, that you'll ever see it's in, in basketball. Fifty-point point triple doubles, sixty-point triple doubles. So yeah, it's kind of. I think it's gonna be very interesting, kind of see how both them kind of pro- progress through the playoffs and um, how they kind of kind of handle being the number one guys uh, for their teams, kind of trying to get to places the teams haven't gone. Um, obviously, the the Bucks haven't won a playoff series with Giannis. No. And uh, I can't remember I can't, last time
1: they won a playoff series. Was it with Ray Allen in them? I
0: would. I would have to assume. Back then, yeah, because I can't even think. Yeah. Oh, Jamal Murray talking shit. Oh, they're about to fight. Nice. Um, but um, yes, yeah, so it's very interesting. Um, see, kind of where these males go and where where they take us. And uh, I'm gonna be locked in and tuned in for goddamn every second.
1: Yeah, I will not be locked in, tuned in, for every second, because uh, you know, I've got a ring. You know, in in, in the last decade. Where, so where do you I, keep
0: you it? Know, this, I haven't this... seen, I've been around you. I haven't seen this ring that you speak of.
1: Um It is uh locked up in the Rocket Mortgage Field House
0: for your. It's um, not the, key- for the information. The Quicken Loans. Uh, oh, wait, 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 excuse me. What? The Quicken. Excuse me. Say? Huh? Oh. oh, never mind. I was thinking. I was thinking about something else. My, my bad.
1: Oh, oh okay. It's, it's all good. All good. A Little uh, miscommunication. Um, but uh, you know, I've I admit this is um, for me as a fan, this was a different type of year of basketball for me. Um, kind of being. Not to, tuned out is not the correct word, but you know, you watch every game, every highlight, whatever. You know, while you are a, a championship contender to this year, you know, you may skip a few days. You know, you may may not feel like turning on Sports Center. Maybe you want to watch a, you know, Our Planet on Netflix or something.
0: And uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, I'd definitely you know, rather watch that than, than some. Games.
1: Uh, so you know, um, so me watching now and. Honestly, for the first time all season, getting a get really getting a full scope of the entire league and really seeing, um, you know how all these pieces um, have come together, and you know, and and just seeing honestly a a generation that you know LeBron and Allen Iverson and Kobe gave birth to is really it's fun to watch. Like it's you know it's everything. There is nothing about today's NBA that's traditional. Um, not the defensive sets, not the way the ball moves, not the not the amount of three pointers that are taken. Um none of it, none of this is the same, but it's 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 all in my opinion, it's, it's changed for the better. Um in terms of you know, being games being fun to watch. It ain't been as fun to watch since, you know, the early nineties. And even then, we weren't watching, we just watched highlights on NBA TV. So, <laughs> you feel me? So, in, in, in yeah. our era, in our lifetime, in terms of what these guys, we mentioned, freakish dudes. Obviously, the literal Greek freak, Giannis. Uh, James Harden doing amazing things. Um, you know, Embiid, whose who's, skill set is ridiculous. Jokic, whose skill set is ridiculous. Obviously, Steph Curry. Obviously, Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, Byree, when he gets in his bag. You know, it, it's 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 it it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It it really is, and I think right now, um, I think basketball is, in terms of sports, evolving, uh, evolving. You know, past what I guess what they were. Um, I think the NFL, you you can make a good a good case just because of how the offenses had offenses offenses have opened up. Um, but that's still. I think that's still reserved for the top, you know, five to six teams in the league that are really, really innovating and doing shit. Basketball, top to bottom, is so much different, so much more advanced than it was even five years ago. Um, so, get as much playoff basketball as you possibly can. Yeah. Um, you know, just and especially if you are a Cavs fan, um, enjoy it for what it is. You know, we're gonna get Zion Williamson in you know a month or two. So.
0: Not a month, probably. He might sign with you guys. I don't know. It's like a last contract type of deal. And he's about thirty three ish or something like that.
1: Uh, <laughs> so you know, just hey, it, it it is. It's fun. There's a lot of pressure that's off of us. Just being able to sit back and appreciate basketball for basketball instead of you know ripping your hair out when Tristan Thompson decides he wants to go over seven from the field.
0: Um. So. Never never went over seven with these hoes. Yeah. I mean, guess you're right. Um
1: But the the thing about Tristan and the hoes is we don't see his misses. You know? We don't we only see the ones he makes. <laughs> Maybe he's
0: making them all. <laughs> who's who's to say?
1: Hey man, hey, he is ambidextrous. <laughs> uh he's shoot shooting that shot in the DMs from both sides. Hey, that Ginobili um, with my left hand up like woo. From uh from from regular Twitter and night mode. Uh so yeah um so twitter i uh, twitter, uh, twitter I'm, I'm i'm fucking with twitter black uh it literally does make my eyes burn sometimes the contrast of the white letters on mm-hmm. the on the on the uh the dragon glass background but um mm-hmm. shit slapping though exactly. uh so you know so i talk a little about the playoffs probably get into it more on our next pod um you know with some of the the semi-finals eh, I'm, I'm sorry on our next pod, yeah. when we after the twenty twenty one NBA champions are crowned,
0: I was going to um, say at least, at least uh, the uh, <laughs> right before the uh, the draft, we'll get to <laughs> after the draft.
1: Um, but you know, another player who has made you know quite the impression lately, um, and it, it, not for any on the court reasons, uh, who is in the playoffs right now. I guess, kind of, sort of, but he's again smoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. By uh, who wants to smoke? James Harden. Shout out to Lil Yachty. Um, finding out that he is the mastermind behind the City Girls. Uh,
0: yeah, I saw I saw like that real quick before we uh got on. Um, so what? What he's just he wrote.
1: I guess I guess he's written he's written mm-hmm. some stuff for them, including uh their biggest solo hit, uh, Act Up. Um, so basically, your vendetta against the City Girls. Uh, you're gonna. Yachty's the one you need to concentrate your your anger on.
0: Oh, I can I can do that fine. <laughs> um,
1: real ass. Long, long, real, long as I don't realize as as I bitch, don't give a fuck by the nigga. Like that, a nigga. That, that was written by Lil Yachty.
0: So out to Yachty, man. Long as uh, long as he didn't write for Megastyle, Stallion, we'll be all right, man. Whew. Uh, this is now a Meg and uh, yeah, stand uh, yeah, but pretty much, um, Tina
1: Snow, you are good to come through. Our pie, any fucking time you want. If you honestly, if you want to come through our pod and have us leave, that's fine too. I don't even for sure.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'll I'll still edit. <laughs> Ain't got worried. I got you, girl.
1: <laughs> uh, shout out to shout out to Megan Thee Stallion doing very big things. No pun intended. Um, yeah, uh, but that player um, who was again having a probably having the time of his life as the star as the uh the the high school quarterback of Salt Lake City is Kyle Corver. So, Philly, Philly legend. Kyle Corver is the epitome of what I think about when I think about a white athlete. Um he is a white athlete in Utah at that. Uh he is um he is he's an excellent shooter. Um he is a coach on the floor. He's a gym rat. Um, first Three one, uh, first one, out. first one, in, last one out. He's got a high motor, um, uh, you know, uh, place again the right way Plays again, the right way. Um, he's, he's a floor general. Um, it's fundamental, you know, uh, scrappy, uh, you know, gritty, gritty. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that, you know, it, all that describes Kyle Korver. Um, and Kyle Korver is literally, if you, if, if somebody, if there was a poll and somebody asked me who's the whitest player in the NBA, I would say Kyle Korver. He would be the first person to pop to pop into my head. And, and that's why it was very interesting when a, a couple of weeks ago uh, we had an article uh, popped up on the, tra- the Players' Tribune, which I don't think we give enough credit to as being a wonderful outlet for truly understanding the perspective of these players with no spin on it.
0: Nah, this is um, coming straight from the players' mouths. So. Yeah articles they write videos they put out shot Derek jeter man yeah i was about to say shot shot the cheats see the yankee effect all over fingerprints on everything you feel me anyway so yeah um jose mesa didn't uh have a jose mesa starting the player tribute (laughs) oh boy um
1: Well, nah. in order to do that, niggas will have to find Jose Mason. We don't know where that nigga is.
0: Tweet it it before the hell. Let us know what's going
1: Um, on. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, Kyle Korver dropped an article, you know, which um, this was in the wake of, you know, the incident in Utah where, you know, a fan was shouting, you know, hey, boy, nigger boy, um, but you want to come cuck my wife at Russell Westbrook? (laughs)
0: The real threats,
1: and uh, you know, hey, Russ about that action
0: um, as he should be, but you know, I don't, I don't think enough is made about Russell Westbrook, uh, a recent MVP of 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 a sporting league, national yeah. sporting league, saying I'm gonna fuck you and your wife up, <laughs> yeah, like that. I mean, Russ, I'm in the I'm of their mind, the mindset that Russ is completely in the right, yeah. um he should he shouldn't have said I'm gonna fuck you, and your, your wife, the wife portion. He shouldn't have said that per se. But I feel like he he was in right for for responding in in the fashion he did. But that's crazy when you think about it. Like imagine fucking. Uh, I'm trying to think of like baseball MVPs. I can't even think. Imagine like uh uh who won who won uh an MVP? Mookie re- Betts. Not ah, fuck Mookie. Um.
1: Nah. Uh, uh, Mookie hard, bro. Like I, even as a Yankees fan, yeah. you gotta get that nigga.
0: He plays good baseball every now and again. Um, <laughs> so, so, <man. laughs> imagine like a Mike Trout. Yeah. Talking like, yo, I'm going to fuck you and your wife up to a fan. Yeah. Imagine a, uh, imagine yeah. Pat Mahomes in Pat his weird little, weird little voice telling yeah. him to fuck you and your, your, your wife up. Yeah. Um, Crazy, man.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, and again, and and the fact that he even has to say that, and again, you ain't got to tell ain't nobody got to tell me or you, uh, about Utah. Okay. And, and what shit you would have to expect in Utah. But so many people are just, Oh my God, I just, I, I just can't believe it. And I would never and blah, blah. And it's just, honestly, you know, and that's what Kyle Korver hit on in his player's Tribune article. Really? I think, um, very well spoken. Um, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very well spoken and very, you know, very well articulated um the concept of what white privilege really means and what white privilege means as an an NBA athlete in a league that's 70% black. Um he talked about, you know, the situation with, you know, his teammate, his forever teammate, Tabo Cephalosha. Them niggas follow each other everywhere. And yeah. who you think um, you know, talked about the situation with uh, in New York City where Tabo got uh, racially profiled outside the club and and the cops broke his leg and he had to miss the rest of the season. He sued the city of New York and won. All right. So he talked about that situation and even the stuff that immediately popped into his head, which was like, oh, well, what was Tabo doing at the club? Like, what did Tabo do for them to break his leg? And he discussed, he was like, damn, I know Tabo well. Like, and that shit still popped into my mind. Like, that's a problem. So he really examined himself. He really explored himself, um, and you know what what his white privilege means. Um, and and what, what probably his biggest point was the idea of guilt versus responsibility. Um, the fact that mm-hmm. he is not guilty of the crimes of you know his you know probably his ancestors. Oh, yeah. That you, mean, you
0: know, yeah, I got the passage pulled up right here. Yeah. Um, so what he kind of wrote was uh, as white people are we guilty of the sins of our forefathers? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. But are we responsible for them? Yes, I believe we are. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of one of the main cruxes of, of his article. Um, speaking on the, like you said, the guilt and responsibility and, and how he is as a, as a, as a white man of privilege is is not necessarily dutifully bound to do stuff, but he feels responsible. He should feel the responsibility to to help out and kind of use his privilege mm-hmm. um, in situations with the Russell Westbrook situation and just in general as a in in, in the country
1: um and you know just just you know so well spoken um you know as you mentioned uh guilty not guilty of the sins of his forefathers and not guilty of the sins of you know even people that are currently and outwardly racist uh but he also mentioned the responsibility part and this is what you know me as a pan-African studies graduate is something that my entire life That I have been preaching to white people to try and understand, and that's the idea that if you are not actively engaging in not just not being racist, I think a white a lot of white people think is enough to say, "Oh, well, I'm not out here burning stakes. I'm not out here, you know, uh, uh, directly disenfranchising people. I'm not out here calling people niggers." They think if they're not doing that, then that's good enough. And that mindset will not move anything anywhere. It is a responsibility to hold your people accountable. To not just not say the N-word, but if somebody calls, you hear somebody call somebody and they to check them. You know what I'm saying? If to um, to combat these, these social constructs that have been put into place, to prevent black people from being able to do anything. Police brutality and X, Y, Z. He talked about how it is not enough to, again, just to say that I'm not racist. And basically something that we've mentioned a lot of times, if you are not, if you ain't a part, if you're not participating in the fight, then you're part of the problem. And when it, especially when it comes to Utah and hecklers in Utah, um, and Bomani and Pablo talked about this too. A lot of people are going to write it off as, "Oh, that's just Utah." Oh, well, white people in Utah are crazy. White people are crazy everywhere.
0: You feel me. So yeah, and, and as, as you've heard, just speaking as like a sports wise, you've heard it um, across all sports in, in, in a bunch of different cities. People tell you, "Oh, I go to Boston. I hear, I hear such and such." Or I go to, uh-huh. I go to Philly. I hear such and such. It's a, it's a prevalent issue throughout this country. And and kind of needs to be taken mm-hmm. seriously. In, in
1: yep. Um. And, you know, a, another one of the passages was, um, you know, he said, I can say every right thing in the world. I can voice my solidarity with Russ. I can evolve my position on Tabo. I can be that weird dude and get out bragging about how he would have voted for Obama for a third term. I can condemn every racist heckler I've ever known. But I can also fade into the crowd and my face can blend in with the faces of my hecklers anytime that I want. And I realize that now, and maybe in years past, just realizing something would have felt like progress, but it's not years past, it's today. And I know I have to do better, so I'm trying to push myself further. How can I, as a white man, the cause of this systematic problem, be a part of the solution? And that mindset is what creates progress. So, you know, and after this article came out, you know, this article, which was completely vulnerable and self-aware, you know, you saw some black people that was skeptical. You saw some black people that was like, oh, so basically Kyle Korver admitted that he's kind of prejudiced and that he's white and that he needs to do better. Bravo. Clap, clap, clap. And yeah, that's that's an easy stance to take. But, you know, even we as black people, we can't always Mm -hmm. be so cynical if we're really committed to the idea of some type of change or some type of progress. You can be cynical if you want to stay in this box for forever, but cynicism doesn't breed change. It doesn't breed progress. And this, even us discussing it now is not necessarily, we're not doing it to, bra- to pr- praise Kyle Korver. Like, it was a good article, glad he said it, but glad he said what he said, but that's not what this is about. It's not to say, oh, Kyle Corver, thank you so much for doing XYZ. It's because he outlined it perfectly. He laid a foundation. Oh. He laid a blueprint for how we need other white players, white coaches, white executives, and just white people in general to address these problems, which they can't even say they're getting worse, but they're they're as bad as they've ever been, you know? Um, and, right. This most importantly, and the most important aspect of this whole thing, in terms of that skepticism and cynicism, he didn't have to do this. Kyle Corver didn't do anything wrong. And, and, and he mentioned that in the article. I didn't actively do anything wrong. He didn't break Tabo leg. He didn't uh heckle Russ. He didn't, you know, do any of those fucked up things that white people do on a daily basis. So he was not in a position where he had to speak on it. He could have, as he mentioned, faded into the crowd and not said anything. But he realized that I have an opportunity to, as we've mentioned time and time again, use my platform to incite or create some type of change or some type of awareness. And that is exactly what what he did. And I think pieces like this need to be supported and, and, and movements like this need to be supported. Again, we could sit here and we could say, all right, thanks, Whitey. Thanks for the words. You're just trying to get some clout. Kyle Corver is a white man in Utah that can shoot. He don't yeah. need no clout.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know if he knows what clout is. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a great, great kind of just initial step this was for, for people to kind of see what kind of steps that or what kind of needs to be done, kind of moving forward. But it was great for him to kind of come out, like you said, uh, unprompted. And um say these things uh very very well written well spoken um happens when you go to creighton you get that creighton education but um (laughs) i think dope dope article um and hopefully this leads to bigger change and leads to um other people other other white athletes um coming out because that's that's another i think one also another big uh impediment to kind of the, the race race issues and race relations that kind of in the country is that you don't really see white athletes coming out and speaking on issues issues uh to the extent extend the no, nah, I mean just off the top of your head, I don't
1: know Chris long comes to mind um
0: yeah, that that's really the only one I really I really can't really can't really place too many people, but yeah. I think like white, white athletes are coming out and kind of speaking on issues more more so like this. that mm-hmm. I think that would have a positive effect because cause one thing in America we do like our our athletes. Yeah. Uh, the average person takes account into account a lot of what athletes think, what they what they wear. They're gonna go buy athletes' shoes or go buy athletes' t-shirts and shit like that. Um, so if we were able to get some some white athletes along with the cause and speaking on issues like corporate did, it it couldn't hurt. So,
1: no, 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 it can't hurt at all. And, and and this is not us pandering to white people to please help us and come in and be our white saviors either. Nah, this nah. definitely ain't that because at the end of the day, um, uh, if I keep saying, if we get our shit together as Black people, then even the oppressive white man can't stop us. But um, it is, you know, it's it 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 kind of outlines what it means to really be an ally. You know, we it talk about all the time this concept of such and such is invited to the cookout. Kyle Corr was really invited to the cookout. This ain't like you, this. You can't bring nothing. No, you, you can facts. Can't have cat hair in the. And, and, raisins in the, you know, in in the potato salad, but he, this is, this is what it means to be an ally, not just somebody who quote unquote does something black or makes black music, um, or, you know, whatever. Um, this is, this, these are the type of, of, of movements that need to be created. These are the type of, um, you know, thoughts and, and ideas that need to be, um, cultivated from paper from pen and paper to action to you know going out to the community and most importantly um these are the type of ideas that need to be um pressed to people who don't normally care because that's honestly that's where change comes from change doesn't always come from the affected people um you know unfortunately I, i wish it was that easy but change doesn't always come from the just the the affected group saying, Hey, you know, you're treating us badly or we're being treated badly. Can you help? It's what happens when the people who really don't have an opinion either way start picking up the right opinion. Um, you know, just to to I guess to sum all that up. So um again, this ain't you know, this 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 the whole purpose of this segment was not to praise Kyle Korver, but to praise the idea, um, that he put out and and how privilege needs to be, um, needs to be addressed, um, from his position. And we all in a way can take notes from that. Um, and obviously not with us being black or being professional athletes, but the idea that we are all privileged in some way, shape or form, um, whether it's, you know, the fact that we educated or, you know, money that we have or money that we came from or, you know, whatever, you know, the situation, may be. um, or shit, even it sometimes even comes down to something as, as, um, as vain, you know, an artificial attractiveness, you know, pr- quote unquote, pretty girl privilege. That's a real thing. Um, uh, so yep. stuff like that. Uh, we need to be aware of it and we need to, uh, to, to understand whatever type of privilege that we have. Need to be able to understand how to use that effectively to help empower uh, disenfranchised groups, um, no matter what that what what discrimination that group uh, may face specifically. So um, as we talk about, um, we transition from you know fighting for what's right and uh, you know power to the people and all that good shit. We I we gonna move into the L's of the week and you know I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you get yours off, uh, but. I I got I gotta get some I gotta get some shit off my chest real quick. Big dog. Um, okay.
0: you no, know, real quick, did you know Derek White from the Spurs looks like uh you ever seen uh Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yes. You remember uh, how the evil dude like at the end, like when he, he took off his glasses, to... and I was <laughs> and looked all weird <laughs> yeah. and his voice got all high. That's what Derek White looks like. By uh
1: shot shout Derek all. White. Um, but my elder week this week um, kind of goes as a collective. And, um, oh. you know, because it, it's kind of a, a few different moments that were kind of all enveloped um, in this. And it really, like, I, I kind of caught, like, myself getting really angry about it. And, you know, I don't I don't get angry about a lot of things I see on social media, social media. Like I don't take it seriously 99% of the time. But mm-hmm. man, this whole this whole saga of Kodak Black and everything that Kodak's been doing lately or and and what he said about Lauren London Nipsey House, or whatever. It will be easy just to give the L of the week to Kodak and say, oh, Kodak, you so ignorant. How could you be so disrespectful? The L doesn't just go to Kodak the L goes to all the people that have decided that this is the hill that they're going to die on when it comes to Kodak black. That's my problem. Um, My L goes to them. My L goes to all the people that have, that were calling uh, G Herbo and Ari relationship goals a couple months ago that are lit that you literally like people and you praise them and their quote unquote relationships because you like how they look or they look cute on Instagram. That ain't it. I right? so yeah. this I've, is I've never gotten that. Yeah, like at all. Yeah, no, and 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 it's amazing, like, you know, uh how many people are like legit fans of Ari. First of all, she's not anybody important. Second of all, she's really kind of she's really kind of ignorant like if you've seen like some of her interactions that she had like she was in a store and like some girl came up to her and complimented her on her wig and like she like smiled in her face and soon as she walked away she dogged her on the camera you know like shit like that like like so you know shit like that bothers me but you know you get you get an unfortunate you see an unfortunate situation like you know her um you know apparently today getting into a a domestic dispute with g herbo in which he put his hands on her he assaulted her um you know obviously zero tolerance policy for any of that shit um Mm -hmm. here on beware the ills but like yep people people for so long have just again just you you throw goals behind just people that you see you know you see a fraction maybe three or four percent of their life you see what they choose to show you and you got all this shit going on behind closed doors and yet you want to call them relationship goals or you want to call them you know just her goals or whatever and again nobody deserves you know what happened to her today and herbo deserves to get condemned for that he deserves to go to jail for he deserves to get locked up for that but you know, just this whole this, like, like I said, the, the that concept that you see on social media, or the fact that you could even become a quote unquote fan of a relationship that that rubs me the wrong way. Like we don't know what the, y- niggas was standing beyond St. Ho's relationship, and Ho was out here in these streets the whole fucking time, My king. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just I, you know, th- there's always so much going on be you know below the surface, beyond the surface, and. People really just need to fucking focus on themselves. Like instead of getting, you know, so invested in shit that they don't know anything about. That's that's on one end of the social media side. And the other social media side is again all these people with all this fucking outrage for, you know, against Kodak. You know, saying oh he was so disrespectful to Lauren London. He was disrespectful to the 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 you know the memory of Nipsey talking about he would give lauren london a year before he hollered her blah 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 yeah it was disrespectful but he's always been fucking disrespectful kodak is an ignorant ass nigga i've said this multiple times on the pot he is as ignorant as they fucking come in, in terms of rappers today and yep he has he's always been misogynistic he's on trial right now for sexual assault he has always been a fucking dick He's always nope. had no empathy for people. This is this is who this man has been since he came out three years ago, almost four years ago now. Like, this is his M.O. And the fact that now everyone and this goes from from regular people all the way up to celebrities like T.I. and you know, whomever else. The fact that now y'all want to down this hill. Y'all didn't care when he was sexually assaulting women. You didn't care when he was calling women out their names. You didn't care when he was saying all this ignorant stuff because he Disrespected, it's quote unquote disrespected um the legacy of Nipsey Hussle. Now it's a problem because right now that's what the the cool thing is to do. It's for everybody to pretend like you know they was this big ass Nipsey fan, and we talked we talked about Nipsey forever on the last pod. Like Nipsey is as as has a legacy that that really can't be replicated. He was as important to the community as any rapper that we. Maybe have ever seen, but um, the fact that people are so mad now—not about—not not even about—not about his death, or you know, pretending like, or you know, taking his death and and refocusing the energy on them somehow. If Kodak said this shit about Lauren London and she wasn't with Nipsey Hussle, would nobody care?
0: So it wouldn't have been an issue.
1: It wouldn't have been an issue. It's the fact that. And it, again, it discredits women. It discredits Lauren London. It's basically in a way insinuating that Lauren London doesn't deserve inherent respect on her own, but she deserves respect because she was Nipsey Hussle's woman. That's why you shouldn't disrespect her. That's why you should, you know, you you know, you got to walk those statements back. That's why you blah, 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 blah. Her respect is tied to everyone's opinion of him. And while I love Nipsey Hussle, 200%, and and the person that he was and everything that he did, Lauren London is a person too. You feel me? And this really illustrated the fact that even in death, you know, of community pillars, of of industry pillars, we still, people still got their priorities all the way fucked up. Nobody, never one time throughout this situation did I see anybody say, Kodak, like London, London, Lauren London, I'm sorry that, you know, you gotta face this disrespect. Or Kodak, keep that woman's name out your mouth. Or Kodak, you know, you know, respect her as a woman. It was all everything, every opinion of Lauren London was was tied to the fact that she was with Nipsey Hustle. And that's just wrong. And that and in my book, that deserves a fucking L. That deserves an L. Kodak is a terrible human being right um and again like could have a lot of shit could have happened in his life which caused him to be the way that he is but it doesn't change the fact that that who that's who he is today and he's not trying to be better and he doesn't care to be better he doesn't you know from all intents and purposes he doesn't want to be better and a person like that should have gotten ridden off a long time ago and you know it 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 shouldn't have nothing to do with Nipsey. It 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 really shouldn't. And I, and I honestly, it kind of embarrasses me for people to be all not for them to be up in arms about it, but the fact that again they're up in arms simply with the idea that her value is tied to to his. Yeah,
0: that's Definitely it. honestly not two two very very kind of heavy issues that needed to kind of to be spoke on, and I think you, you you touched on them pretty well, my brother. Um. I kind of, for for my two L's, well, my L of the week, I kind of had two. Um, One is a little more lighthearted. uh, One is a little heavier. Um, So, for the lighthearted one, um, it was, uh, if if you are paying attention at least all, it's kind of tying back into the NBA playoffs that we went through. Um, Most uh, NBA fans are familiar with Karon Butler. Oh, boy. All-star level player uh, in his heyday, mainly for the uh, Washington Wizards, played on a couple different teams. Um he's an analyst now in the studio. Um and he decided to come out the blue um with some new hair. Um uh, so yeah. he has a, he had a nice shortcut um that he's been rocking for years, um, and then just popped up a legitimately out of the blue um with with the, the, the temp fade with the, the waves on the top and um pulled up like nothing like nothing had happened. Uh did his broadcast and took some pictures yeah. the next day with the chop Back, uh, with the, t- the top back chopped again. Um, oh, oh, I not know that part. I didn't know
1: he, he he took the top back off the Maybach oh yeah, the next oh yeah.
0: day. You put the top down on the convertible real quick, um, <sighs> the next day. So, uh, you can't, <laughs> you, you just can't do that. Um, <laughs> especially nowadays when niggas, you, you, most people are you on Snapchat or Instagram right people are seeing you every day. So people you, see you every day you, again. Yeah, you, you just yeah, you can't just pop out on niggas like that. Um, there's there was a video of uh his kids, so apparently he didn't tell his kids what was going on, so they were watching him on TV, and they started screaming and yelling, <laughs> because as you can imagine, they were legit horrified, as you can imagine you can't uh, anticipate your father coming out with, with new hair, if you've known him for, for being damn near bald his entire life, um, and that's something my barber was talking to me about the last time I got cut, he's like, yeah, these these weaves, these man weaves are going to start making a comeback or not comeback, but they're going to start becoming more and more prevalent. I was like, what are you talking about? And so when we started, we showed me a video on YouTube of how, how it gets done. And um. so I personally, um, it's one thing I do have. My hair is, is, is still pretty good for now. I don't want to jinx myself. But um, for anybody, my, my bald or balding brethren, <sighs> um, I'll let your barber see you get Dirty James. Get, you, get your man nah. weave on. I, I wouldn't mind next, next time I pull up in Cleveland, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing JR with the motherfucker. <laughs> with, with this, Matt, uh, Matt, Matt, I've
1: been I've been I've been trying to get him on a wave you know as you being one of the last few people on planet earth that slightly remembers him with hair um yeah oh boy that man,
0: was that was a time
1: yeah man. <laughs> what a time um I I'm trying to get him on a wave he's uh he's resistant you know so uh you know maybe one of these days but and I told him I'm like bro like I came home and watched you you know saw you brushing your hair you're brushing your bald head uh with with a brush when you didn't you you didn't have any hair on your head i feel like i deserve this personally but um you know bruh it's like the funniest phrase one of the funniest phrases in the world to me and and you hear a lot of bald brothers uh like uh the good man bomani jones you hear them mention bruh it's time to come on home home Like, it's time, time to get the one blade and come on home, man. Tiger Woods, it's time hey, to Tiger, come on Tiger's home. Tiger's a,
0: a prime candidate. He should have should have been home. He's out late. Yeah. Street <laughs> life
1: um And, you know, karan Butler, man, I just, my thing is the audacity. And Caron Butler's always been an audacious guy. It was, was actually one of his best one of his best qualities as a player. And, boy, karan Butler could hoop Same if you ain't ever see that nigga in his prime. He's a
0: legend. And he actually, if you know his story, he's overcome a whole bunch of stuff. In his life, yeah. you can get to get to the point where he is now, so it's definitely mm-hmm. a big shot to him. Uh, but at the same time, I'm keeping that same energy, which is the uh, theme to this podcast, uh, right behind uh, toxic masculinity. Um, yeah, got yeah. to hand him that out respectfully. Um, I'm gonna place that out in your hand for uh, just popping up with the with hair that just wasn't there the day before, and, and then taking it back down like nothing happened. Um, yeah, tr- yeah. Extremely late April Fool's Day prank, and Ugh. I. I, I just let's get
1: out of that yeah man uh you know Karan butler you you came from a different era man you know if 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 carl anthony towns did something like that in a few years i wouldn't be shocked you feel me at all um you know if uh if if if, even if a zion did some shit like that in a few years wouldn't be shocked. Karan butler come on bro like supposed to be an og supposed to be an old fucking g if listen if rip hamilton can
0: come on home when it's time so can you yeah it hurt hurt me so Um, I had a second type of L's uh, just dealing with the Mueller report coming out today. Um, and we're seeing uh, blatantly how, how our, uh, our president obstructed justice uh, in a number of different fashions. He was, he was freaking it, I've uh, uh, tried to obstruct justice and I freaked it. Um, but um, my L's kind of to the American people because we've seen it time and time again, when it comes to this president, this administration, um, Shit, prosecution shit doesn't doesn't really get done. So I'm not I'm not, you know, no. I'm not looking at this report optimistically at all. Um, all no. this information it's not going to help us in the long run of, of of getting this man out of power. Um, uh, uh, hopefully there can be something that comes from this, but I, I'm I'm hard pressed to kind of see what what the uh you, nah and
1: and that's kind of a that almost brings up another ill. Um, you know this it falls on uh fucking chuck schumer and nancy pelosi and the other democratic leaders leaders of the democratic party who information came on it was like eh, you know what i mean i i don't think it's worth pursuing impeachment okay let's move on um and you know that kind of lets you and this is this is the second time now that there's been some major shit popping off against trump pizza and nancy pelosi was like eh, no i i don't think we should waste time on this if you're not willing to waste time on that, then I don't know what you're willing to waste so, time uh, on.
0: There was, I forget exactly who it was. One of the Democratic leaders was like, yeah, um, I don't think it'd be worth it to uh, pursue impeachment. Uh, there's an election coming in 18 months. So what you're essentially telling the American people is um, well, you're president, you can kind of just fuck up, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Um, and if it's really that bad, the people will vote you out whenever your term is over. Yeah. Yep. That's a terrible precedence I hope I can kind of apply that precedence to myself in real life <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna work like that because this is the real world but apparently the political landscape is uh is not a real world no um it's really not and that's that's actually a great point um
1: it's it's not like they are they're playing their own game of Thrones and we're not they we're watching yeah, we 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 flee bottom like we don't, you know, we are we are the onion knights, you know we we don't we don't play a hand in this. I mean, you, again, it's one of those things where it's like you can, you know, it's good to have an opinion, and and we, you know, we preach, you know, voting and and getting, you know, um, you know, getting people in office that that really care about uh, care about us, and this makes it even more important because right now we got people in office who don't give a shit about us. We gotta understand. We live in a democracy. In a democracy, we elect leaders to speak for us. We don't directly, there's most things that happen in this country we don't directly participate in. It. We don't directly, you know, vote on. We get to give our opinions and that's about it. So that's why, once again, whether it's an election year or not, get your ass to the fucking polls and get people in office that's about that action. Even if, even if, you know, like it doesn't really matter, like which side you're on, and in, in, in those issues, nobody wants fucking stagnation in front, from from yeah. their political leaders. Yeah, um,
0: you, you want your to feel that to, to 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 put people who you truly believe in, and who you think can change things, in positions that they can attempt to change. Things.
1: Per, that's why we must protect uh, the sweet, sweet AOC at all costs.
0: Uh, oh man, I just, oh boy
1: yeah
0: I not, actually i'm not even, gonna, not even gonna wild out like that i was gonna i was gonna wild out say some reckless things yeah i,
1: I, I, I know I, I listen i know the, the 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 barefoot's getting to you feeling a little
0: oh no this is this is sober wes is a huge fan of aoc too oh right now, if you feel me it, it,
1: it, yeah 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 try and cover that shit up but uh yeah you know so i mean this and this is this is just another moment and it's not again at this point it's not even, it's not all the way about Trump. I mean, we know what Trump is. We know who he is. We know what he's about. Um, it's about getting people around you, you know, that can, that do have um, the opportunity to, to to make a difference. Because, man, this is, this shit, it almost feels hopeless at times. So, yeah. um, but, you know, with good people, you know, uh, fighting a good fight like uh, Megan Thee Stallion and uh yep aoc mm-hmm. and and two icons. Uh, yeah uh, the two absolute icons when we you know that time 2020 um uh, most influential people i truly expect megan both megan the stallion and aoc to be on there so um we stand we stand our queens all right um niggas get it together because we we're not doing shit like you're not helping anybody's causes so uh get the fuck together um toxic masculinity hive y'all better drop this kodak shit y'all better drop this uh um this future shit y'all better drop this G Herbo shit move on get a fucking job um (laughs) (laughs) uh, 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 take your girl's car back you feel me stop leaving uh dutch guts in her her console um pay a pay a light bill
0: you know Let's 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 move you. forward. We're smoking backwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never, dropped, I'll never drop this future shit. You'll never make me. But um, yeah, so we, we hit on a lot of stuff this episode, man. So um, everybody just just do better for for, 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 for the serious shit we touched on. Just do better. Everybody yeah. just do your part to do better. Yeah, and you know
1: what? Yeah, that's a that's that's perfect way to sum it up. Do better. Whatever your better is, all right? Um Just do it. That's it. I ain't, I ain't really no wildly profound shit, you know, coming out our mouths tonight. Um, just do better, because uh, when these L's pull up on you, man, these motherfuckers is relentless.
0: And I said, L's are L's are how we want this world to be. L's don't discriminate. L's don't care what you got going on. L's is just coming for that ass. So you best be prepared to avoid them. Because when the L's come for you, they best not
1: miss and they won't miss, so they won't miss yep, so signing off uh at uptown ace boogie at ain't that Wiz, um at beware the ls on twitter apple pods soundcloud Spotify like rate share subscribe retweet um shout out to the gang shout out to the loyals shout out to shout out to the beware the ls high shout out to Juban. Shout shout to Corey.
0: um you know, you know. We so, yeah. say shout
1: out shout out all my niggas in Bruges.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we know who you are. We, we appreciate all the love y'all been showing. Um, continue it. Um, because whenever we grow, we going to remember who was here first. Um, Facts. Of our cruises and our uh, Boartheels meetups at uh Applebee's. Um, we know <laughs> who's getting in first. You feel yes
1: like that? that uh that Kyrie yacht party. Um, hey. we know, now we're
0: talking. You <laughs> gotta
1: get our VIPs together. So. Um, Yeah, but we're going to go ahead and log off here because as always, it's fucking late and
0: uh,
1: I got to go to traffic court and fight for my freedom in a couple of weeks, so I got to go I got to go holler at uh, Kim K to help me prepare for my case.
0: So... There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all hit the the wall books. Get get your street presences ready. Y'all can do this together. Yes, sir. Uh,
1: We out. (laughs)